You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, it's Monday, the 30th of November, 2020, Eddie. And as I sit here with you and young D or Dave to, uh, to my right, we are on the other side of what might have been the hottest fucking weekend I've ever lived through. Mm. If you live on the eastern states of it Australia... Was, uh, it was stinking hot. It was stinking. It was so hot. It was 43 in uh, Bondi Junction for me on Saturday. And then as I was at Clavelli on Sunday... Again, these aren't legitimate temperatures. because these, like the these aren't bomb these verified. Aren't bomb, these aren't bomb verified, but 46 degrees... Streety's car was measuring. I now, mean, we, we, what, what the fuck are we talking about here? Well, we're we're talking ungodly. Now, stinking hot is exactly what it was. Yeah, stinking bloody hot. Stinking because bloody. that hot wind was doing nobody any fucking favors. No, because hot winds are awful. Well, if you if you were to write a cookbook on how to have a perfect bushfire, like if yeah. if bloody Jamie Oliver was doing a bushfire cookbook. Sunday's conditions mm. were the perfect recipe. I tell you what, though, Mother Nature did give us a, a, a reprieve, Tom, when that southerly whipped through Sunday evening. If there, if that sun, if that heat had stuck around with that hot wind through a Sunday night, setting you up for a Monday, <laughs> a long week, mate. That's what that would be the longest week of your life. I mean, GDP had fall off a cliff. <laughs> The economists, fucking hell, they were oh, they were nervous going into Sunday evening. <laughs> they were they were rain dancing. The on RBA, the mate, the governor, the what's his name, the governor of the RBA, he was fucking hell. There's no one happier in no, Australia than yeah, him on Sunday stoked. evening. Now, if you were to live at my address, which I was about to give out, but I won't. <laughs> uh, if you were living at my address, you would be you would be aware that. A cool change counts for nothing in my apartment because for some reason it's hotter inside than out. So I didn't feel no cool change until I stepped out of the house this morning. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it's not hot anymore. Then you walk back into the house and you're like, it's still fucking hot in here. What's your aircon doing? Uh, it's best. <laughs> <laughs> the aircon is working its little heart out and that is still not good. Not good enough? Nah. How many BTUs is it? How many what? I don't know what the fuck BTU means, but that's the metric of the air conditioner. Okay, well, we'll get D or Dave on to what BTUs mean in the air conditioning game, mm. but it counts for fuck all because last summer, it was all right. Like, again, it, it got the job done. So what we'd do is have, we'd have it pumping in the, in the bedroom mm. and then we'd have the door closed and it was like, yeah, it's hot everywhere else in the house, but then once you go into the bedroom, it's, it's a reprieve. That was when Steph was pregnant last summer. Now it's Evie and it's like, we just need to be able to keep this baby at like some sort of temperature that's not going to fucking, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. So the room was manageable and we had a fan in there as well. But it wasn't that fucking cold. It was still like fucking at one point in the like bedroom. You say thirty degrees. So it's it's the the not enough. No, I don't know if the thing needs a service. May do. Maybe you need to take the the water the, out. Does it need more water? Out. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I mean that's for that's for a BTU that's, expert. That's for a BTU expert. <laughs> Maybe um, it needs a bit more or higher BTU. BTU kind of just measures how powerful, how much energy it you know outputs. That's horsepower. BTU stands for British Thermal Unit. It's basically the horsepower of air conditioning. Okay. There you go. So I don't know what the horsepower of this of this of this little uh, machine is. Mm. 
More, more, more of a donkey mm. than a horse. It would seem like a horse summer 2019, 2020. Bit more horse-like quality. Mm. Summer 2020, 21. It's real donkey vibes. But it was a fucking nightmare. Uh, and I'm sure that many people went through it. Shout out to Summer, though. Happy to have you. Uh, very um, excited. Came in with a lot of intent. It did. It made itself known. Just to like a gentle reminder of, it, of its power. Yeah. I'm not going to be this hot for the whole three months, but just get ready for a couple of stinkers. Yeah, yeah. I'll stink you up every I'll, now and yeah, then. Yeah, I'll stink you up good and proper. Now, uh, those that uh, caught the podcast that we dropped on Friday with the long run boys, uh, Pricey and Lockie, mm-hmm. Dan Price, Lockie Clancy. Yep. Uh, so it was a fantastic chat. From our standpoint, like we really enjoyed it, uh, talking about men's mental health. Not something we've really covered in the past to any great uh, measure, I don't think, Eddie. I don't think we have. I don't think ever. At all. Um, but those boys were doing a 126.5 kilometer long run on Saturday. Poor bastards didn't realize they were going to get summer absolutely kicking them in the balls from go to woe. Mm. Um, firstly, thanks for coming off the podcast. It was very good. We had a lot of good feedback. To be honest, I would say more feedback about that podcast than anyone we've ever done. And obviously, you know, you're not necessarily going to get people, you know, hitting you up going, mate, love that thing you did about Katoni sucking on toes. Uh, you know, which less, we get. Which we do get that as well. But it was just a lot of people reached out and some people who are suffering with mental health and saying that, you know, it helped them. Or it like, you know, it was good to hear these guys talk about it. Or some people were like, I haven't been doing anything uh, for my own mental health. And after hearing it, I was. All this shit was kind of shocking to me personally in the sense of you just don't know what uh, fucking, what a, an impact it may have. Yeah. Impact doesn't even feel like the right word. Not like, fuck, we had a mad impact. But just, you don't know what sort of conversations can trigger people to do things or to, to yeah. front up to shit. Like, it just kind of shocked me a little bit. But yeah. I was stoked. But then I think, but to, but you know, to go a step further with that, their stories are very inspiring. Dan, yes. in particular, has a has an incredible story. Speaks very well. Like, yes, they're great spokespeople for mental health. Right? Yes, so that that played a big role in hundred percent as in you know influential to some degree as it was. But the boys went the fucking big lift. Let's just start there. Yeah, set off from Bondi at four a.m. Um, they were up and about. They knew it was going to be hot. No one knew it was going to get to 40. No, no that one was, knew it was getting that That hot. was Mother Nature flipping the bird in some respects. <laughs> yeah. Just a gentle reminder. Well, not a gentle reminder. No. A full-on reminder, a full of, what, reminder. of what, she can, what she can muster up. Yeah. Um, we joined them at Narrabeen, which is when they'd already done a they'd already done a marathon by the time they got up to Narrabeen. How Lake. were they running it? Like, how did they look after a marathon when you They looked them? pretty good. They looked pretty good. Like, they had a cr- really good support team. There was shitloads of people running. Like, apparently people were just joining in from everywhere. Like, someone heard them on the um, TV, and then there was, like, five, like ten of them that joined in at Manly. Like, it was good, just really good support. Just people just, like, joining people in. Just like joining Forrest in. Gump vibes. Like Forrest Gump vibes. I think the running community is, like, really vibey in that way. Yeah, right. Um, they looked pretty good when they got to Narrabeen. It was already it was already starting to heat up then. Yeah. That was at, like, 9.15, 9.30 maybe. Just trying to remember about nine thirty. It was like thirty-ish degrees then, yeah. over thirty. Yeah, they looked all right. You know, towels, plenty of water, all that. They had all the, the gels and yeah, the liquids yeah, yeah. and everything you need. All to. the mod cons. The mod cons. All the mod cons. And then we set out from Narrabeen trying to get to Palmy. That was twenty k's. Now I didn't know 
where I would finish up. Yeah. Um, didn't really think about, like I knew the, I knew it was going to be hot. Didn't factor in the wind, headwind. A hot headwind knocks you about yeah, massively. Really? And it's so fucking hilly. Like it is beyond hilly around there. Like it is fucked up. <laughs> Which, again, is just a kick the in video, the nutsack. The videos you were putting up were particularly fucking funny. Like, you were... Again, you, how many? How far did you end up running? Like 13, 13 Ks. 13 Ks. And, like, these guys are doing... Mate, that's, that's what I was like. It was you such... Were, you were fucked. Well, when I'd done 13 and stopped at Avalon, they had done, like, 56 or something at that point and, and kicked on yeah. to, to Palm Beach. Like, did you stop with anyone else or were you just like, guys, I'm out? I like the. I think the writing was on the wall when I limped into Avalon, and that was sort of like that was like another mini break for everyone. And, were they, were and they that's probably there? been there for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there was just sort of a nod, yeah, yeah in yeah. my direction, like mate, hop in the car. Yeah. I just like I was. I was. It felt like I was in an oven internally. Do you know what I mean? Like you're so hot. Yeah. Running on the road, no fucking shade, like. I'd done no training except for Oztag every Thursday. Like, just not enough. <laughs> Certainly not. Not enough. How many Ks do you reckon you're running on a game of Oztag? <laughs> One and a bit, max. <laughs> not many. Anyway, that's by the by. The boys, like, it's just, it was, it was incredible to see them at, at yeah. work. Yeah. Because knowing how far I'd run, given how far they'd already run, it was like, it was it was mind Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And they just kept grinding it out. But it was it was great support. Like a couple of our boys went up there and ran with them like at different stages. Did some fucking big numbers like Ollie, Scotty, all friends of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did like, they did 20Ks. Nick Parsons. 20 as well. They did 20 up to Palm Beach. So. So they all kicked on. They all kicked on. <laughs> except me. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to wave them off. <laughs> See you guys. Mm. Um, but. But so then they got up to Palmy. I think they had an hour up there trying to just fucking regroup because yeah. they're halfway, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And then we were sort of watching them on the live track. We had to go to the 30th. We were watching them on the live track and just seeing how they were going. And they appeared to be moving pretty slowly because this is the hottest part of the day. This is the 40 fucking fives you were talking mm. about. And then uh, they sort of just meandered their way, which, you know, did the best they could to get back to Narrabeen, which ended up being two marathons, 84 point for whatever it is and then called it which was the right call like you know they'd obviously they'd thought about finishing it for so long but at a certain point you got to prioritize your own health right yeah which they did apparently they couldn't keep their fluids down or their water so that made it difficult and like you still have a full goddamn marathon to go and it wasn't getting any cooler no it was like 38 degrees at bloody six o'clock yeah so they made the right call, and you can't you take nothing away from them. Like absolutely, not. it's also still further than they've ever run. Yeah, but in on the that heat, day of all time, on the hottest day of all time, like it's it's more impressive in a lot of ways than doing the full thing. The fact that they were even in that do- heat, yeah, mate, that I'm heat, telling you, that heat is ridiculous. It is ridiculously hot, mate. Yeah. And like, everyone, like we had our 2020 cricket called off on Sunday. They're like, nah, too hot. That's what I, like, you know what I mean. Like, can't even sit there for 20 overs and. Plunder runs. Yeah. Try doing 80 Ks in it, mate. Yeah. It's it's it is the most phenomenal fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So hats off to the boys. I'm at it. They raise a lot of money, which is tremendous. Um, no doubt they'll be back next year, I'd suggest. Yeah. I reckon they'll have another crack at something similar. Mm. So, you know, hats off to them. They did they did bloody well. If you still want to donate 
at all, you can you can go to uh, our Instagram page and there's links to there. I'm just trying to work out where that would be. If you go to the the long run podcast style post, yep. you'll see the boys tagged there. Yeah. And you'll fucking, they'll have them. But if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. Go listen to it. It's a good listen. Yeah, it's a real good listen. Uh, And look, I don't know exactly what it would look like, Eddie, but I feel like maybe we should be doing a bit more in that mental health space. Yeah. We haven't quite figured out what that would be. We don't know what that would be. Happy to take any, if anyone's got any fucking opinions. Um, But I found it quite nice just to see that, you know, it did some good in some way. Mm. So, But they get the VB this week. Oh, shit, yeah. They get the bloke. They get the bloke this week. Dan um, and Lockie. Go fill yourself with blokes. Go fill yourself with blokes, boys. On us, technically, but not not, not really. Um, get some rosés from fucking Hugh Allen. He owes us some. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and happy birthday to Hugh, friend of the show. Who does owe, he owes us rosé, but it was his birthday. Well, fuck. I don't know if he's on a, a happy birthday shout out. I think he owes us rosé, and then we'll shout him out. Now, you've already done it. It's too late. He's got the birthday shout out, but Hugh, I know you listen, bruh. I'm fucking coming for those rosés. And shout out to Elza, birthday yesterday. Ella's was birthday yesterday. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't message her. <laughs> it's never too late. No, it's not. But I still felt like, you know, usually you get push notifications and shit on fucking Facebook. Like, it's this person's birthday. I feel like Facebook it doesn't, doesn't do what it used to. It doesn't go the big lift. It doesn't go the big lift anymore. I still get those notifications every once in a while, though. But like, I don't use Facebook. I just get like a bing. Mm, I don't get them anyway. Ella was disappointed. Fuck. But you know, is what it is. Sorry, I'll just send. But happy happy birthday to to Elza. Officially from me, and I'll send a message to you after the podcast because I don't want to get distracted while (laughs) we're doing some shit. It could take a while because I'm obviously going to send an apology in text form as well. Uh, but you know you deserve better from me as a longtime friend, and obviously a good friend of your of your fiance. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, happy birthday, babe. Not thirty though. Twenty nine. Still in the twenties. Good for you. I tell you, it gets no funner in the thirties. <laughs> Ailments galore. So enjoy this final year of your twenties, babe. Much love to you. You're a wonderful woman, and an even better fiance to Eddie. So well said. There you go. Well said. Rosé soon, Hugh Allerton. Um, <laughs> uh, mate, did you did anything else wild happen in your weekend? Tonka almost ripped my finger off. Tonka ripped the top of my finger off. Mm. Tonka's the strongest dog alive. How did that happen? Uh, we were at the Nelson doing some work, legitimately. Mm. Um, we were doing some work. We were doing some work, but we're also enjoying cricket and beers. And I might have had some lamb cutlets smothered in gravy. And I had a schnitzel smothered in gravy. What, what else do you expect? And Tonka came along because Tonka's one of the boys and he felt like coming to the pub watch cricket. Mm-hmm. Tonka, not even one year old, fucking 40-odd kilos so of muscle. Seven months today. Happy birthday. Wow. To- Mate, you could have told me that as well. What the fuck? <laughs> Happy birthday, Tonka. You're a great dog. Uh, I can't go into it anymore. Uh, so Tonka, 42 kilos of muscle and unbridled joy and passion yeah. in canine He's form. passionate. Passionate. And Eddie was going off to take a piss or something. And I'm sitting there with Tonka on the lead. I went to get the food. I went to get the food. And Tonka has like a bespoke lead handle where you're like, your hand fits into it nicely. 
It feels like it's like ooh, uh, this I is- can hold on to this thing yeah, easy. Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. it was a rope, it'd burn your fuck. You get rope yeah. burn because he pulls so hard. You'd need something custom designed, you know. For it's a good screw, rubber, yeah. fits the hand well. Feels like you could mm. you could lead a like a tiger around. Yeah, yeah. well, like, well, well like Tonka's it, getting there, isn't he? Mm. He's certainly on. It's a lead with purpose. Yeah. Yes, but it's it allows the the holder of the lead to, you know, take control a little bit, which is what you have to do. Now I was sitting there. Everyone in the pub's coming up, oh, da, da, you know, the dog's amazing. And I don't know all the ifs and the facts about it. I'm like, yeah, not my dog, but pat it, pat him, whatever. <laughs> and then some chick just from like a few tables away has gone, oh my God. And just like screamed and looked at him and he has got so excited. I'm not holding the fucking, the handle correctly. I had it like wrapped around my arm or something. And then he's just yanked it. And my finger has got caught in like where the plastic meets the rope. And it's just ripped the top of my finger off. And I'm like, holy shit, that hurt. That there is, was blood everywhere. There was blood. It was piss and blood. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is so painful. But I now have to stop this giant 42 kilogram dog of muscle and unbridled joy from fucking dragging me away. I don't want to get blood on my clothes or on this woman or on the dog. And then I'm just like, what do I do? And I'm looking at my finger. I'm like, this dog might have just taken my finger clean off now luckily in two days it's healed pretty well and it looks great now you wouldn't even know it's happened but trust me in that moment it was touch and go there for a second as to whether they were going to have to you know i was going to be i was going to be crichtoned on my pinky finger (laughs) look all signs pointed to cry and there was a lot of blood yeah i was going to get in his dms and go mate what's it like with half a finger i need to know before i make any rash decisions here reach out i mean i'm on the blower of the ambulance as we spoke yeah yeah i'm about to lop this thing off with a steak knife bro should i do it anyway I've recovered. Me and Tonka broke bread. He was all he, he apologized straight after. He did. He did. He, he was, was like, good mate, about it. He was like, mate, this chick's yelling at me from across the room. I was hyped. Yeah, yeah, I was pumped up. I was pumped up. I thought she might add food. Exactly, and that's all. That's I'd, all. I'd, I'd sort of pinned her for maybe a couple of hot chips. That's it. So I said, mate, all good. I'll let bygones be bygones. Obviously, I might have to invoice you for any surgery to do with the finger. Luckily, there was nothing. Yeah, and he was cool with that. But he was like, I'll cover. I'll cover costs. Mate, he's he's a hot dog. He's yeah. got a lot of work coming up. He's so, a you fucking know, influencer yeah. dog. Yeah, he's <laughs> influencer dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifteen hundred followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets, <laughs> yeah. mate. Some of his some of his fucking photos that El puts up, he gets like fucking twenty thousand likes. He's got shit. more followers than Dior. He Day. does have more followers than me. Yeah, yeah. Fucking on Instagram, he gets like twenty thousand likes. <laughs> oh my god, it's fucked. Yeah, it's unbelievable. People love it. Dude, we should have him on. <laughs> 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 yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Tonka. Um, yeah, no, Tonka, give us a shout out. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he might Tonka, shout you out, bro. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> <Eeyore>. <laughs> Dave. Um, yeah, that was it, though. And we had Evie Rose's first Christmas photo with Santa, which was adorable. Oh, how'd oh. she perform? She was great. I feel sorry for Christmas Santas. I'll say it. How long did you stand in line? Uh, Where'd Steph, you get it done? Uh, Bono Junction. Steph pre booked it because. I'm glad she does shit like this because she's the one that's going to be responsible. Like she's making memories that we'll mm. have. Mm. I didn't want to go. It was hot as fuck, and she was trying to make me dress up. I'm like, listen, what'd you wear? I just wore a t-shirt and shorts, nothing. But she was. But like, she wanted you to wear like a nice. She gave me a shirt. shirt. I'm like, what I'm wearing is fine. And she's like, dress nice. And we get there, and there were all these dads that have had their misses do the exact same thing that they were just they got put on the bitch and they couldn't say no like I was like I was dressed like I was a fucking bum I was just wearing a t-shirt mm. and shorts guys in there in like fucking really nice shoes and shirts and like I just looked at them all going you poor bastards do you reckon they looked at you like how it had to get away with it mm. yeah or they thought I was like some fucking hobo I don't or, think so though. or the brother 
Maybe, maybe. But you can't, it's all COVID safe, so you couldn't even sit on fucking Santa's lap. Oh, you're kidding. No, no, you have a pile of toys in between you and Santa. And I'm, I, I, look, I had a yarn to Santa as I was sitting there. I'm going, bro, how are you doing today? It is hot. And he's like, yeah, dude. He was like, an, he was like a Swedish Santa. Mm. I'm just judging on the accent. He was like, bro, fucking. Mate, as someone who was the Easter bunny, <laughs> I can I can attest to how hot it can get okay, when you're dressed up. Can you please can you please regale the audience with the time that you <laughs> were an Easter bunny? So I was at uni, obviously had no money. Um, joined Extras Agency. If anyone knows what that is, it's like you join this agency and they put you into work as an extra and like home and away and shit. Sometimes they get like some curly ones that come in, and this lady who ran like the Easter Bunny service in the western in western suburbs. Hell of a service. Wanted wanted another Easter Bunny, and so I got roped into it. Fifty bucks an hour cash. Ella was my helper. She was dressed up. She got twenty five an hour, and she had to like lead me around. And was dressed as like fucking Snow White or whatever, like that sort of look. Yeah, yeah, with a, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a basket of with of eggs. <laughs> Mate, I can't tell you how fucking hot this suit is, mate. Like, the first time we did it, I can't believe we did it twice. You did it twice. <laughs> the first time we the did it. The money was too good. <laughs> mate, the, the 50 bucks an hour. Yeah, mate, I know. Back so then, you got two Easters in a row? Back to back Easters. <laughs> <laughs> you went back, you're like, she's gone, I've got the bunny guy. Yeah. I know who to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who to get. She hit me up a couple of years after that, but I had to keep saying no. Ella was like, nah. Um. <laughs> But I would like have to sit there for photos while these kids and you can't talk or anything because the wigs people kids out if a bunny starts talking. <laughs> so you got to stay silent. <laughs> You're a mute bunny. I'm a mute bunny, <laughs> and I just have to sit there and cop it. And it's like sixty degrees in this suit easily. I could only do like fifteen minutes stints. So I'd have to go out the back and like cool down and shit. It was I'd love to see you sitting out the back with a bunny <laughs> on the ground next to you, just like wiping sweat from your brow. Like, mate, I needed a towel. It was madness oh, under there. Mate, I don't know if I've got it in me, babe. I don't know if I can go back out there. But She's having to like pep you up like you're a boxer. What ended up doing us in was we had to go out. We had One year we had to go, I think it was Wentworthville, maybe. This this rogue little uh, shopping centre. It wasn't a big one. It was like your little ones with maybe, you know, like your the, arcades. It was like an arcade, and there's sort of there's women's dress shops in there, but there's like no, they're not branded. And no, yeah, least, so it's like your small town yeah, before, yeah, yeah. like your Westfields and shit moved in. And, yeah, small and town arcade, buried mum and pop shops. Yeah, yeah, small town arcade, and we had to go in there and hand out Easter eggs. There was no kids in there or anything, but we would just have to walk around. <laughs> so you would you have to hop? Oh, I didn't hop. Never no. <laughs> ever. No, I did a oh, well. I no, I didn't. You, you drew the line at hopping like I a drew bunny. the line at hopping because it was no, I wasn't. But I mean, a bunny strolling like a fucking. And Ella would have to get people in anyway. Again, not very few kids in there, so most of the time we just sat up in the security room. But we're walking around. <laughs> we're walking around once, and this lady came up to us and she goes, "You're not supposed to be here." And she obviously had something wrong with that. And we're like, "Oh, what do you mean?" She's like, "You're not supposed to be here." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And then she like we'd notice her following us around, and we're like, "Oh my god!" And then she kept saying it, and then and it started to wig Ella out. And I'm like, 
what do I do? You know what I mean? And so we start like sort of strolling into shops trying to get away from her. And then she's following us through like Woolworths and the Coles and stuff. We're behind all the aisles and shit. <laughs> shit. He's following a wig and Ella out saying weird shit. We ended up having to, we're running through the fucking shopping center away from this lady, get up, jump into the security uh, room. And we see her on the cameras following us through Jesus like the back alleyways Christ. and shit. It was fucked. Uh, and then we didn't do it again. And then you didn't do it again. That yeah. way, that spooked her too much. Yeah, yeah, spooked a big time. And I was like, "What? Should, like, should I? Do I need? Do I have to take the helmet off and and reveal yourself? And, and like, reveal I'm not myself? Really a bunny. And, oh, I'm not a bunny. Chill out. Yeah, relax. Or were you worrying you might have to fight this poor lady? Well, that's where that's where it was going. Now, how do you think a fight would have gone? Obviously, you know. <laughs> We're not encouraging fighting of any kind, but if you're saying you're feeling threatened by someone who's maybe a little cuckoo, yeah, you reckon you could have, you would have won it. Well, I was As padded up. I was That's padded true. up. You were padded up. I was padded up. And like, you've got to wear like a fat man suit and shit under there as well, and then the suit on top of you. So I'm like, it was, it was hell. You had to wear a fat man suit under it. There was like some like because you have to have a belly and yeah, shit. Yeah, right. But you the know belly I mean? wasn't built into the suit. Nah, I had to like put a suit on and then put the suit on. Oh, it was awful. The man so, behind the bunny. A is, note to yeah. young players: Don't do say it. no to bunny work. Yeah, or well, just just or Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, Santa Claus. It's suit work. I think the Santa Claus boys get a bit more money because they got to speak. Correct, and you know Santa probably holds a bit more gravitas in the uh, in the well in the hierarchy in the hierarchy the hierarchy I mean, of holiday. I feel like I feel like the bunny's top three. Yeah, but Santa's numero uno, right? He's undefeated. Santa has to be number one in the fucking. He's holiday. undefeated. What else is there really? Tooth Santa. fairy. That's not a holiday. That's just like every time you lose a tooth. So, yeah, so there's like, essentially yeah, only two. There's year-round <laughs> so work. Second. Yeah, he's second. <laughs> year-round work for fucking Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Easter Bunny. That's probably it, really. Anyway, look, shout out to Santa's and to you fucking for your bunny work. I forgot about that. Hilarious. One of the great yarns. Let's talk sport. Probably should. Punters and dribblers, um, look, unless you were living under a rock. A metaphorical or otherwise. Yeah. Uh... Cricket's back. In a big way. In the biggest way possible. Yep. Uh, just asserting us, not only asserting ourselves, Tom, but dominating, which is what we needed to kick off the summer with a bang. Now, India's had us had it over us, you know, of late. So the fact that we just come in and fucking towel them up in back-to-back one day is, was just music to the nation's ears, Tom. The nation had music playing in their ears. Playing their ears. Yeah. And it was glorious. Yeah. Now, we've said on this podcast before, and make no mistake, it still rings true, that we don't care for one-day cricket unless it's a World Cup year. That's sort of true, but it's becoming less true. Well, if we win, we don't. We care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We care. Exactly right. Win and we care outside of a World Cup year. Do you know what I mean? So if it's outside of a World Cup year and we're winning, love it. But I think more than that, the nation needed a win. Yes, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for every Australian. It's been a tough year. I mean, Queensland have had a nice little win recently, and if you're a if you're a Storm fan, you've had a couple of wins. But yep. that's not everyone. No. In fact, that's almost no one. Exactly. And there's the the thing about the, the the cricket, Tom, is it's national, and we all come together, and we forget about the state lines, we forget about the fucking 
the lockouts, we forget about mm-hmm. the, the travel restrictions and we come together as one. Well, we're one, but we are many. And yeah. from all the lands on earth, we come. Yeah. And we share a dream and we <laughs> sing with one voice. And I am, you are, we are Australian. Australian. That's right. I couldn't have said it better myself. And that just came to me. And that's sort of, you know, what... Well, that's what you're capable that's of. That's a collective consciousness of mm. the nation when we're That's winning. singing together. That's singing as one mm. when we're winning cricket matches, mm. be it one days or tests. Pajama cricket, your T20 stuff, I still think no one gives a fuck about at a national level. Well, I think it's like, you know... You're not uniting the nation with a, tw- with a T20 win. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's carnival stuff. Yeah, it is. It's, it's dodgem cars. It's step right up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and knock- put a ball in the clown's yeah, mouth. There you, you know go. Try mean? and knock over the bloody milk cartons or whatever it is. Yeah. It's that sort of shit. It's it's a joke. It's lame. But ODIs, we pumped them and pumped them in the sense that they were really they were close, but we were kind of in the driver's seat. What most sixty of the time. runs, fifty sixty and fifty, yeah. sixty odd, fifty odd. You're not really in it, bro. Uh, Virat Kohli. Try getting a ton, you loser. Try getting a ton, bro. Marcus Stoinis. Well, so hot right now. Well, he got dropped. He got injured. Oh, did he get injured? Yeah, he got injured. He had side strain. Stoin oh, strain. I Talking th- about the catch he made. No, get- that was Moses, Moses on oh, Riggs. Oh, Moses on Riggs. Sorry, Moses yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I get it. They're both yeah, yeah. sort of European, yeah. some sort of back. And Moses' catch was ridiculous. Yeah. It was, and, and Smudge took a screamer. Moses took a screamer. The screamer that I want to most talk about, though, mm. is... Uh, of Hello Sport fame. And that's Lawyer to the Stars, Izzy Carey. Mm. And you will have seen it on our Instagram. If you haven't, you can go see it. Our lawyer, obviously in the plum seats, uh, no, you know, obviously has a lot to do with the fact we're giving him 10 he's grand in the, a week. He's in the big retainer seats. In those big retainer he's seats. He's where the private bankers sit. Correct. And you could tell he's sitting there. He looked like a, a lawyer. Of course he a did. banker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little disappointed he didn't have uh, his... Well, I think the Hello Sport hat fell off when he took the catch, but... Well, that's what you don't see, is that it falls from his head as, yes. he's, as he's moving backwards. Now, this has just come to my mind, and... Feel free to, to, to shoot me down here. Yeah. Obviously, he's the, he's the official lawyer of the podcast. Mm. He's helped us out time and time again with some really important lit- litigation-based problems we've had. Yeah. And believe me, in the last couple of weeks, we've actually had some. Yeah, we actually have. We actually have. Look, we're, we're, we're bound by NDAs. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't got, say anything. But last, last week- Just we, know they've been. Yeah, yeah. They got hairy uh, at a point. And um, taking a screamer- in the crowd, he's, he was on he was on uh, fucking the morning shows everywhere. Carl Stefanovic's bloody, he lit up he lit up social media. Lit up social media. Everyone's talking about him. He went viral. He went viral, and it, and he's our man. Like I was saying to you off air, it is the equivalent. Taking a screamer at the cricket is the equivalent of a hole in one, without a doubt. That's the cricketing version. Yeah, for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. That's almost that's dribbler mecca. That's dribbler mecca. Screamer in the crowd, and not he took it, fell back on the steps, pouched it, didn't. No, but he he he, he took the he took the impact like a fucking champion, and then got up and just the crowd, the and batsmen yipped. are smiling, everyone's bloody clapping and yipping and Yahoo and Kerry O'Keefe's laughing at him like famous yep. famous moment, and I feel like it should be reflected <laughs> in a Hello Sport punter dribbler hat, which are coming out. And hats off to Maxwell for playing his role. Hey, listen, for a brief moment in time, those two were united. They were. Through the game of cricket. Isn't that nice? You can you can re- you can can literally reach out and touch your heroes. I think that's beautiful. That's yeah. what cricket, off- cricket offers. Exactly. It's what it's, what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Now, yeah, we started talking about screamers from Izzy Carey because we thought that was the biggest cricketing story of the week. But obviously, 
We broke the news that Smudge found his hands. Uh, he did. He, he still doesn't know where he'd lost them, but he, he did tell us first that he found them. He also said that once he finds them, he doesn't lose them often. Not for a summer, anyway. No, not for a summer. So now, back did, to back tons. Were we short-balled one of the great bets? Yeah, and we did. Did I act on it? No. Did we act on it game two? No. No. We Do didn't. I? Should I be whipping myself? Yeah. Yeah, I should be. Have, has he plunged in all the markets now, moving into the th- into the summer? Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. Did I miss a trick? Yes. Well, we did as a as a as a as we a group missed of a trick. And yeah. Now, if you were smart enough to to read the 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 tea leaves, as it were. Mm then hats off to you yep. because Smudge is in some rarefied form. Third fastest Australian ODI audio ton. Back to back. Back to back. He's the only. He's now the only person in the top five twice. He is the first Australian in four years to get back to back ODI tons. There you go. Records, records, records. Just placing it, baby. Mm. Just glorious stuff. I mean, fucking hell. Mm. The India can't win the test series now. No, they're fucked. Now maybe we might have, we may not have Warner. Maybe for the first test they're saying, yeah, which will be something. He's done like a groin or something. But you know what? We do, then we we do it. We definitely get the bulldog in the Balkan bulldog. Well, is Balkan bulldog a one day player? I don't. No, know. No, no. I'm saying for the test. test. I'm yeah, saying right. for the test. I mean, we've already we've already sewn up the one day. I know. So it's I, not a big deal. I think Warner will be back for a test series. Surely he's not out for the fucking whole summer. I heard that today. He really? might be. He might be. Yeah, that's what I heard on the radio. I heard he was pushing to return for tests. So pushing, pushing. Shit. But that's the first test. I mean, he could be playing the later ones. Oh, he'll be okay. playing the second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about the test, first test. Yeah, yeah. Bulldog, maybe he gets a. But then again, you know what? Then they'll be like, oh, well, maybe we want two opening batsmen that co- like complement each other better. I don't know. I'm just. Mate, the metric for opening the, the, the fucking batting is taking the shine off nut. Yeah, and scoring runs for your nation. That's, that's what it, it is. That's it. Can you take the lacquer off the nut? And Balkan Bulldog. Can do it. Oh, back to back shield tons, bruh. Doubles. Um, but back to back doubles. That's test cricket. What I loved, Eddie, what buoyed me, what got led directly into my pencil, mm. both physically and metaphorically. Mm. The best kind. The best kind. Is was was the performance of our top order across both ODIs. Um, none for a hundred. If I see none for a hundred plus wet. I'm I'm full. Yeah. Full and wet. I'm full and wet. Again, the best kind. The best kind. Nothing makes me happier. Than none for a hundred. Nothing makes me happier than none for a hundred. Yeah. Finch got a ton as well. Uh, Finch, under the radar, an all-timer in the ODI. Look up his numbers. Yeah. Can Look you get up. up his numbers, please, Dave? Finch Finch's, is underrated. He's got more ODI tons now than Gilly. Think about that. Think, think about, about that. way you think of Gilly. Like, he's got more ODI tons than Adam Gilchrist. Who... Is he only behind punter? Where's he on the on the list? Of what all time runs? All for, time, no, all time. Yeah. Like so, just his one centuries. day record centuries. ATI centuries. And what's I his average? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say as well. This was only the second time in history. I think it was game two that all top five uh, batsmen of the order had got over fifty. Second time in ODI. Don't history. you like that? Love hearing that. Don't you like that? Most hundreds, or he's a bit far down. But in terms, in terms of Australians, no, yeah, only Australians. I'm not talking yeah, Australians. Uh, so it goes Ponting, yep, and then Warner, and then Mark Warner, then Finch, all consecutive. So they're uh, all so, the same. Uh, they're all after each other. I think Warner and Mark Warner both got 18, and Finch has got 17. So he's one so he's ton of fucking. Numero uno. Oh, what's Ponting no, got? Pon- no, Ponting has got 30. 
Punter, I knew he was good. Yeah, but I mean, it's nice to just be reminded of Punter's greatness. Oh, God. I'm not reminded enough anymore. No, I know. It's been too long between sort of just Punter getting lead in the pencil, but that was nice. That was really nice. That was really good. So just let that sink in as to where Aaron Finch is. Now, maybe you out there was like, oh, I've fucking always rated Aaron Finch. Sure, maybe Maybe you did. I don't feel like I personally have given Aaron Finch the respect he deserves as a one-day cricketer. As a test cricketer, he's probably got the appropriate amount of respect from me. But as a one-day cricketer... You could argue too much. He might have too much. But as a one-day cricketer, skipper of the nation... And skippering well. Skippering well. He's got, he's, got all, he's got my full respect now. I would like him to win us a World Cup, but that's another story. Will he be there for the next one? I don't know. How old is he? He seems old. He does seem old. He does seem like he may not see the next World Cup. Uh, 34. He could do another one. He'd be, what, 36? Aren't they every four years or every two years? So last year... So let's say he was 33 last year. So he'd be 37. Pushing it. Pushing it. Could still be doing it. But if he's smacking runs, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And they're getting older. They are getting older. Athletes are getting older. They are getting older and older. Um, Cam Smith, 37. Mm. Correct. And he's he's doing that in the fucking, in the middle. Mm. So, you know. Hand eye's a different thing. I think hand eye may Yeah, it does. Yeah, it can desert you. But look. That's that's for a later date. Yes. Let's just marinate in the good times now. Mm-hmm. And good times they are. Very good. So sign up the one day series. Easy. It was easy pretty much. Uh, it, is easy peasy too wrong? I think it was easy peasy. I think it was easy peasy. Yeah. Lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy. It was Not that. the original version. No. <laughs> Not anymore. What's the original version? Japanesey. <laughs> no. It's no longer. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, we are very progressive here. Although I don't know why that would necessarily be inappropriate. Apparently it is. Well, listen, I just think that the mention of any race at this point is inappropriate. Unless in the context of a team that you're playing, and we were playing India, so that's all right. And India sucked. Um, <laughs> what I did like, and it was a, you know, it was a, you could say it was a, a blotch on the uh, the Australian uh, domination of India, was Mitchell Stark's 12-ball fucking opening over. And what about his, what about... <laughs> 19 runs 19 runs off it and just sprayed it everywhere you know like how they usually when they're showing like the ball tracker and they show all the balls at once and mm. then they all like bounce and you see where they all go it looked like a fucking it looked like the like spray wa- no it looked like a wagon wheel it looked like a wagon wheel or the spray from like a shotgun it was like it went <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were watching it we were like <laughs> from a 12 gauge yeah like what's going on here Mitch I I don't want to say it but I will I feel like Mitch has the yips you think Mitch is in Yipsville? Has he got any wickets? He got one wicket. Based on his, based on what I saw in game two, feel like he might have the yips. Shit. Hopefully it's just. I hope white, not. Well, hopefully it's just white ball yips because look, Mitch has you know been arguably the best white ball bowler for a long time, and we we initially fell in love with Mitch because of his white ball work. That's why we fell in love with him. We, we we've always we we have at points questioned his red ball work. Yes, but we've always loved his white ball work. There's been no reason to question his white ball. None. Work. Until and now. we were saying the other night, that, that over that he bowled, the first over against McCullum in the 2015 World Cup final, Probably was one of the great overs. All time. All time. So we're big fans of Mitch. Yeah. I'm just saying from where I'm sitting, which is on the couch full of blokes, yeah. seems to have the yips. Yeah. Not bowling his best. And I just hope that he's not carrying that first over throughout the, the matches. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to move past it, bro. Yeah. Move past it. Move past it. It's all good. It's fine, bruh, but like you need to get 
we need to start tightening this bitch back up. Tighten it back. You're going into a dead rubber yeah. for the third match. This is your opportunity to rip and tear. Yeah, rip and tear. Get a bit of confidence back. Yeah. Get a bit of confidence back because we'll need you in the test summer. God, oh, God knows. Oh, yeah. God knows. Uh, I like the strip they were wearing. So do I. It's the same yeah. as the World Cup one. Liked it. Love yeah. the color. It was great. It Such good. a nice color. Nice bright. I tell you what, if they ever go back to that green, I'm going to be pissed off. No, what, the that, fluoro? The, the dark red wine poo no, green. No, no, no. No, not the fluoro, that really dark red wine poo green uh, yeah, with yeah, the gold yeah. strip the on it. The khaki sort of color. They, no, not khaki. No, like the dude. olive green. Dark, the olive dark, green. Dark, red yeah, wine yeah. poo green. Mm. We all know it. It's like mustard, but green version. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm with you. Red wine poo green. I'm not going to, I don't want to say it again. That's no, what it is. I'm with you. I'm with you. Do you remember the first time you did one of those? Shocked me to my core. I was like, the first time I got tanked on red wine, I'm like, oh, this is what it does to me. Mm. And beetroot. Well, beetroot, we've been through that. I thought I had bowel cancer. <laughs> first time you have beetroot, you're like, I'm, I've got, a, I'm getting the blow of the yeah. ambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple zero. I don't know what people did before Google. <laughs> well, maybe they just use common sense. I have just eaten a shitload of beetroot. I didn't use common sense. Thought I was dying. But what? Know. So what? Uh, you know. But you're right though. Google obviously. I reckon Google. Google it, also makes more problems than its fucking souls, though. I think. <laughs> Evie Rose, first baby of the podcast. She poor little thing had a rash all over her body on Friday. Were you thinking seapox? Uh well, no, because it didn't look like seapox. But that's chickenpox for those that don't get our shorthand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but. So she had a little bit of like a rash on her neck. It was hot as fuck. We're thinking sweat rash, all good. Put her to bed Thursday night. Woke up in the morning to change the nappy. And then she, and she's all good. She's fine. She's chipper. She's chirpy. She's saying cat. She, that's her new word. Shout out, Evie. Shout Catch. out, cats. Cat. She says it like an Eastern European, though, like a grandma. Cat. <laughs> um, and then I've done a nappy and I've taken the nappy off. And I'm like, ooh, rashes jacked up a notch and it's gone from the back of her neck all over her front under her cute little arms just fucking everywhere but again she was fine but the rash was everywhere and steph spent the next 48 hours or 24 hours just googling every fucking thing we went to the doctors he was like look might be an allergic reaction just keep an eye on it nothing you can really do here it doesn't seem like it's anything bad because she's not sick she's fine so dr google led to like 24 hours of just anxiety in our household where I'm like I don't want to fucking hear about this thing that it could be looking at like 50 different rashes and going looking at Evie and then looking at this rash on Google and going oh it doesn't look like that one not that oh it's not fucking smallpox so Dr. Google can be a pain in the ass but if you've had a whole lot of beetroot he and gives and he takes away exactly. he gives and he takes away he giveth away. and he taketh away. away so you know it's you're going to take your Google Dr. Google with a grain of salt yeah that's it. right yeah yeah like everything. Yeah. Or a shot of tequila. Or a shot of tequila. P.S. Just while you say tequila, we need to buy a bottle of Terramana tequila and have it in the next couple of weeks. I feel like that could be a job for Dior. Well, yeah, yeah but... I can get on that. Do we, does he... Well, yeah, okay. Get it, Dave, and we'll just fucking... Well, he's the intern. Yeah, that's true. Dave, find us Terramana tequila. Obviously, you'll be handsomely compensated to the tune of whatever it costs. <laughs> <laughs> handsomely. Handsomely. Well, it's generous. Yes. Um... But yeah, so Dr. Google, fuck him. Anyway, fuck him. Uh, that's cricket. Yeah. Eddie, so yesterday was fight of the century. Iron Mike Tyson versus uh, Roy Jones Jr. 
uh, and a bunch of other fights underneath. Look, I went to the pub and, and watched it in the fucking searing heat. Didn't think it was that good. It was a bit of a wool pull. Tyson won. And then, you know, like... It was obviously preordained that it was going to be a draw. That's the problem, right? Like, as a spectacle, it was fine. Like, as a whole spectacle, it was fine. Undercard fights were all right. Jake Paul, the YouTuber, absolutely fucking murked this MB- former NBA player, Nate Robinson, I think his name was, like, fucking flattened this poor bastard. Mm. And the guy's already, like, become a meme. That's the, pro- that's the problem with today's fucking world, right? You go put yourself out on a limb. He called out Jake Paul as well. Jake Paul just fucked him up. <laughs> One round, I think, dropped him three times and then dropped him out cold. Where one of those knockouts where you're like, oh, he's out, out. Yeah. And it was like a bit hairy for a moment. Uh, So that was probably the highlight. The other highlight, I think, was Snoop Dogg performing, who I think was miming. So, like, for most of it, we were like, holy shit, this is so badass. Snoop Dogg, you know, you forget how obviously he's old, but like. He's pretty old now. He's 50. Mm. But. Snoop was king when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and Eminem. Yeah, but like Snoop just did all his fucking hits. Like he just did them all. Yeah. But Give us what we want. Dude, he just did all the hits and he's dancing around smoking a fat blunt, like just not giving a shit. And mm. it was all the classics and you're just like, this is mad. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. Mm. Then there were a couple of times though in his performance where like, you know, it'd be like, him saying something in between songs and he didn't have the mic to his mouth and then it'd be like, yo, motherfucker, what are we doing? Yo, Tyson Roy Jones or something like that. And you're like, wait, wait, what was what was going on there? Like, where was his... And then he'd pull the microphone back up to his mouth and I'm like, is this motherfucker miming right now? He like, probably was. I know, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he probably you know, was. He's like, you know what? I don't need the pressure. I just I'll record it. it, I'll get it right, and you fucking play that. You just think that with when it comes to miming, you you mime songs where it requires that you just sing well, whereas rapping isn't about like vocal ability. But maybe maybe you can't even fucking remember the lyrics. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Do you know what I mean? Well, listen, I don't want to. I just but assume Snoop, Snoop but can Snoop, remember him. Yeah, but Snoop can do whatever he wants. You know, if he wants to mime at an exhibition fight, then he can. Yeah, absolutely. It was an exhibition performance for an exhibition fight. Yeah. But it was sick. We were all sitting there like, this is a nice little mm. throwback mm. for all of us. But then the main event came along two rounds, uh, two minute rounds, eight round fight. They Tyson looked pretty good considering they're like they're fifty something years old. And he hasn't fought for what fifteen years. Fifteen years. Roy Jones fought relatively recently. In I was going, but Roy, I think Roy was fighting. It seems to me like he's been fighting for money. Like some of those fights were. Like, well, he got he got knocked out by Danny Green. Yeah, exactly. In forty seconds. Exactly. That's that was so disappointing. Man, my I mean. old man bought the fight. Like, yeah, fuck it. This will be mad. 40 seconds, hit him in the back of the head, glancing blow, not that interesting. That's what I mean. But anyway, this looked like Tyson was not really going for the, the head shots. It was all Well, they said there was no knockout. I know, but as if you don't just go and do it. But then anyway, the fight finishes and they go to like the announcement and they called it a draw and then it's like, do you want to They fight? both knew that it was going to be a draw. 100%. Then it was like, would you do this again? They're like, yeah, absolutely. And you're like, this is just a wall pull money grab. And then- I will say this though, like... Yeah, if you're going to do it again, acknowledge the fact that no one will be watching. You know, like how many exhibition fights are you really going to buy? Or you make Not it, many. You make it completely legit and it's going for the throat. Like it's KO stuff. That's yeah, but, now, but they've, set a, they've set themselves up for failure now 
because they weren't going for the killer blow and it was a draw. So if they do it again, everyone knows exactly what it'll be. But I'm saying, the, well, the, yeah, that's the problem, right? But the thing was, it wasn't a licensed, properly licensed, sanctioned fight. Who so, the fuck would sanction two blokes in their 50s? I think you can still get those sort of fights sanctioned now. Like MMA really? did it. Yeah. Bloody uh, Ken Shamrock and like Royce Gracie or something, legends of it in the MMA yeah, yeah. game, they fought for in Bellator and like, it was a shit show, but they were old motherfuckers fighting in a sanctioned fight. I think you can do it. That's a Dior, if anyone knows that. If we got any, uh, you know, f- fight experts. Aficionados. Aficionados. But, um, again, it was a good spectacle. But then when you see the way it ends, you go, fuck that. Like, Ariel Hawani was like, anyone who says that wasn't an enjoyable spectacle is just talking shit. And I'm like, I agree, bro. It was enjoyable, but when you when you then realize you get to the end and you go, oh, I was wool pulled. You go, well, fuck that. It kind of taints the whole fucking thing a little bit. You're like, I was in my mind. I was hoping there might have been a knockout. That's why everyone watched. It'd be like watching an entire WWF thinking it was real, like the Royal Rumble or like WrestleMania thinking it's real. Well, who yeah, did when you're a kid? But then when you find out it's fake, you go, ah, oh, a little piece of you dies, and that's what I felt happened after the fight. A piece of me died. So, look, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good for a one-off. But if they try and, I mean, they're talking about rolling them out all the time. I just think that's, it's it's just money for money's yeah. sake, mate. I think Odell Beckham Jr. tweeted, he said it looked like two two of his uncles at a barbecue having a brawl, like having a disagreement. <laughs> and there's something about it being, you know, in a ring and there's no crowd and they've got to black out all the surrounds. It's just a bit lame. Yeah, it, like, imagine being in the Like, room. I don't know how much longer I can do fights with no crowds for. It's not the same. No, well, I think Connor and... It's not the same Connor and Poirier. The same Connor and Poirier in, like, the Middle East is going to have crowds. Do you reckon Connor's fight without a crowd? No fucking way. Well, I think that was the thing that UFC were like, we can't afford to have Connor fight without crowds. Like, we just can't He's too expensive. It. Yeah. It's just too. It's too much. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when humongous. he's still going to pull a massive pay per view when he fights in February, is it January? January, January. January. He still pull a massive pay per view. Fucking oath. He's not done yet. But the gates, the gates. Do you reckon they're so- going to throw? You know, exactly. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm saying he's still relevant. He's still oh, massive. Yeah, yeah, completely. So they still would have had to pay him a shitload. Therefore, then they had the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They'd probably cover his fucking wage with the gate. Oh yeah, easily. Well, not easily. I actually don't know. I think he actually might get like 50 mil a fight now. Something. Right. No, but a lot of it's tied to the pay-per-view numbers. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so the more he sells, the more he makes. Yeah. Do you reckon they're going to throw the, the lightweight belt at that? There is a chance, but I think what they were saying was like, Dana still thinks Khabib's going to come back and try fight one more time for a 30 to get 30, you know. So they, But they might throw an interim out there and then his 30th fight's against Connor, you know. But then Gagey, is, you could argue, has rights to that. But the UFC does like the UFCs. They do whatever the fuck they, they do want. whatever they want, right? So their respect for like how it goes is pretty uh, limited. They don't really give a shit. They're like, well, we'll just throw an interim. Like they love interims. Like Tony Ferguson was interim champion, and then he got stripped of it, and then they just gave it to someone else. Or like, it, there's been a bunch of weird shit like that happen. Um, but anyway, in other fight news, which has been going around for a while, but Gal and Mark Hunt fight in I think January, December sixteenth. I can't see any other outcome than Gallon getting KO'd. I just can't. Gallen, I know Mark Hunt's old as shit. Gallon's like, out there being like, I'm going to end you. Yeah. And I'm like, Gallon, I respect the hell out of your... your Attitude. Attitude and your desire. And your moxie. Will, your will to win. Yeah. But Mark Hunt's professionally... He's classically trained. Yeah, he's classically trained. 
and you're a footy player who could throw them. And you can throw them, and you've had a few, you've had like nine professional fights. Mark Hunt's been fighting. Can you check how many professional fights Mark Hunt's had, please? I'd say to be in the 50, 60 range. Now, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but I know he's had kickboxing fights in different organizations. He's fought in the UFC a shitload. The walk-off king. Yeah. Like, um, that's who you're fighting. So he's had 43 kickboxing, 29 martial arts, and two boxing matches. Classically trained. Classically trained. How, does it say MMA? Uh, yeah, MMA was 29. Mixed martial arts, yeah. Oh, sorry. So 43, 43 kickboxing? 43 kickboxing, 29 MMA, two boxing. It's close to 80. Yeah. Like So like, now you could say the guy's punched out, and maybe he is. He's a bit older. And Gallon's like, Gallon's still fit as a fiddle, comparatively. Mark Hunt, not a fit man. But he's just like the the K, the people he's knocked out. Like, it just seems like a fucking no brainer, mate. He, like, people that know how to play the piano, even if they're on their last legs, can still knock a beat out. Can still play a tune, Eddie. You know what I mean? A little ditty, compared to a guy that's only been playing piano for nine years as opposed to eighty years. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just think that, like, I respect like, if if. Who knows? I'll watch it. Fucking oath. I'll watch it. If, it's if Gal goes in there with a bit of mongrel and, and, and yips and yahoos. Any like... promoters want to get us some tickets. Yeah, See, yeah. we could actually go dressed in furs to this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That's it's, a, it's, summer, it's been that's a dr- it's been a dream of Tom and I's to go in furs and I'm talking fur fur. Like nineteen seventies pimps, like No, like like some uh, gold chains yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Like um ringside at Ali fights. Mm. Like American gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don King vibes. When Denzel when Denzel goes Oh, is it no? Who's, is it Denzel? Denzel yeah. American Gangs, yeah, yeah. When he goes with that big fur hat. Yeah. That's yeah. sort of odd. That's the sort of shit we want. Now, that'll be a real, that'll be tough in, in summer, December 16th. And obviously, yeah. we'll be in faux fur. Well, lucky, oh, yeah. lucky Tom's got experience. I mean, Eddie's got experience in the Easter Bunny costume. That's true. Dude, I've done my time. You've done your time. I'm hardened. Yeah, I'm not. It'll be a real big lift stuff for me. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll give it, but I'll give it a whirl. You've got to give it your best. I don't know if I've ever been fully suited up like that, so. What, in, you, yeah, you've never been head to tail in faux fur? I don't think so. <laughs> or like an Easter bunny. I have. Yeah, you have. Literally. You definitely have. Um, but anyway, very excited for that fight as well, just in the realm of fight sports. I think Hunt fucking murks him. I think so. I think that's a good bet. Shout out to Iron Mike, though. Shout out to Iron Mike. Uh, high and Mike, because he was stoned the whole fight as well, apparently. Of course he was. He said, like, it was in the contract. Yeah. He's like, I need to be able to, there's no smoke drug pot. test, because I need to be able to be high. Dude, he smoked pot fucking his whole career. Did he? Yeah. He was like, I was high, I think, all of my fights. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I think nothing more terrifying than mm. being loaded up on vegan cigarettes. He doesn't look high people. in the fights. No. He, I couldn't perform. He looks mm. He looks like, if, if that's him high, imagine him not high. Yeah. Like With that's, quicker reaction time vibes. Like, like he's dangerous. he looks like a straight up. He's the, Iron Mike in his prime, late, late 80s, early 90s, not a scarier man on the planet. <laughs> Uh, so, look, in some fucking hairy rugby league news, obviously the Jack DeBellin case has been uh, going on. And the Jared Hayne. And the Jared Hayne case. No update on the Hayne case. Uh, but just a general update on the DeBellin one, if you're living under a rock, metaphorical otherwise, and you're seeing what's coming out in the news and you're, going, you're trying to make sense of it, right? And obviously you come here for, for sense. Mm. Um, but... So it was a, I think it's called a hung jury, Eddie, where they can't come to a decision. That's right. The, the, the judge then sent him back into, he goes, go back in and fucking try and get a result here. He was prepared to accept 11-1 as well. 
So he was prepared to accept as like unanimous decision. Eleven, eleven, one. He was prepared to accept that. Couldn't get to it. So, so that, so he sent it back in. Then they couldn't do it. They came back out and said we. So can't do it. Hung jury. They've been dismissed. So that the trial's been trial's dismissed. over. Yeah. So obviously we turn to lawyer to the stars. Is he carry of screamer fame? Well, of ten k a month fame. Ten k a month of hole in one for the punter and the dribbler in the cricketing mm. sense fame. So I just sent him the link and I was like, bro, what are we thinking? So this is what he said to us. It's going to be a retrial, I think, lads. Only way there wouldn't be one is if the victim chooses not to have one. In a retrial, the victim will not have to give evidence again. The recording of her evidence can be played in a retrial, so I can't imagine why she wouldn't want to go around again. Big question is, will it now be unfair to not let him play football? He was tried by a jury of his peers and he wasn't found guilty. Given the polarizing nature of the case, every chance a jury could be split again. This will have PVL scratching his head. Look, it's articulate as always, Tom. Always. I mean, it's measured, it's it's informed, it's it's the insight that we need on this podcast. Because if, you, if you had any other, you know, I think all questions are answered there. They're all answered. They're all answered. Now, DeBellin is official. Like he couldn't, he wasn't found guilty, right? So, with that in mind, he was accused of this in 2018. It's now 2020. He's missed two, four seasons. Yeah. Like. I'm not. I don't know. If it goes to a retrial, then fuck. Well, again, the courts will let them decide. But they've sort of decided, and 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 you can't split them. Like the the jurors, they weren't 100 percent sure either way. And it's a obviously it's super fucking hairy, right? Like the subject matter is like it's a rape trial, right? So it's fucking it's it's real heavy. But I don't know what the go is. Like I don't know what you do there, because he, as you say, like what do you is he is, is he, he innocent or guilty? Because half the, you know, not half. Some well, of them said he was innocent. innocent. He's Some... innocent until proven guilty. So at this point, he but, hasn't but, been but what I'm saying, but like, but people did find him guilty, and others and found others him innocent. Found innocent. So like, you're in fucking no man's land. Like, that's almost the worst place to be. Well, guilty's probably guilty probably worse, but I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's a weird one. Like you, I, I imagine he still won't be allowed to play. I reckon it's like until you are completely cleared and this thing's done, like you won't be. Allowed well, to play. if there's going to be a retrial. Then they'll just go, it's business as usual yeah. in terms of you on the, the no-fault standout. Yeah. Still getting paid, but obviously your career is fucking it. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but it's not necessarily be it's over. 29. So, I mean, I don't know if it takes Two months another, younger than mate. Yeah, so if it takes another two 30, years. I think he's 30 in March. Depends if he has like another two years to get, like, I don't know how long it takes. They don't, I don't think they, they don't just roll these things out next week. It's yeah. not like, oh, next week we go into a retrial. No. This will be like mid next year probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah. We should have asked Lloyd of the Stars. But we're actually no closer to a solution or an answer. No. Very hairy though. Very unless, unless the crown turns around and goes, nah, she out. Move on. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll wait and see. But Jared Hayne also is in the thick of it as Jared well. Jared Hayne's in the thick of it as well. There's things sort of trickling out. You can go read them online if you'd yeah. like. It's all like that's the the we don't we don't swim in those waters too much in the in, in this podcast that's for sure. But it doesn't seem to be, you know, Jar- not cu- Jared's not-, not out of the woods. No, neither of them are out of the woods, dude. Not at all. They're not they're, out of the woods. They're accused of some fucking heinous shit. Yeah. Like they'll be they're facing big big time. They're in the woods. Yeah. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Uh, but that's that. Um, Super League Grand Final, Eddie. 
Uh, now, do we care about Super League at all? Absolutely not. But it was a wild finish for all going into full time, I think. That tells you all you need to know about the Super League in general. But on full time, the St. Helens player goes for a drop goal. It hits the post, bounces off. Bounces every which way. Bevan French on the opposition side of things for Wigan. Uh, shits the bed. Wigs out. Can't even really blame Bevan too hard, but he was the man in question. And then a try to win. Have you got the video, Dave? Yeah, yeah well, we got the video with the James Graham reaction. Oh, yeah. So. Beautiful. The, the reason that this is so fucking dope, Eddie, you're on my headphones here, is that James Graham has played how many grand finals, Dave? So, James, James Graham, I believe, has played... Uh, eight all up, so uh, he lost six grand finals in a row, five with St. Helens from 2007 to 2011, and then one with the Bulldogs where he lost to the Storm in 2012. He then lost the 2014 grand final with the Dogs again, uh, and he also played uh, for England in the 2017 World Cup grand final who lost, so that was eight grand finals he lost. He's just lost everything he could possibly lose, and this is the final game of his career, and... What a competitor. Oh, mate. James Graham's a, le a, a legend. Like, he was a really good English player to come out here, and it's nice to actually see him get it done. And he's, I like, he's, he was, he's a great analyst. Yeah, he speaks well about the speaks game. Speaks well. There's no one who has more passion than Graham. No. I see him on the field. Redheads, dude. Yeah. Dude, they love it. Can't hear anything. Yeah, Can't hear sound. a thing. Up. Can't hear a thing, Dave. We're not playing. Hang Dave, on. can't hear a thing. Dave, can't hear a goddamn thing. Wait, can thing, you guys mate. hear something? Nah, no, I can't oh, hear no, a thing, mate. Okay. There we go. Look at James Graham just like... Can't believe it. Doesn't want to believe it's true. Bit of a him. Bit of a dog move from the coach not having him on final minutes of his career. But also it's a grand final, I guess. Wow. Look at him, dude. He's so Wow. I can't believe Thomas Lulawa is still playing. I feel like he's a hundred years old. Look at him. That's a man that's lost eight. That's a man that's lost eight. And including a World Cup final. I think he's expecting to lose it again. Yes. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. This That's exactly what he's thinking. Yeah. Everyone else is celebrating. He's Go on to like, the video, ref. He's onside. He's not, he's not giving an inch. Nah. That's fine for me. He's onside. That's fine. And then, do you know, like, you, you're standing back and you're looking at the sticks and you're looking at the ball going up. Bevan French, all of a sudden, a bit of panic sets in from him. And I mean, you can't blame Bevan French for shit in his pants in that situation. Here he is. This is his whole career. Into one moment. Into what? A couple of frames. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> Oh, Look at him. Oh, that is sick. He's wait, just waiting. Wait. Look at That's him. That's him. Just wait. This is his That's eight. Player. That's eight. I'm not ready to celebrate yet, bros. Just wait. 
Oh, oh, look at him. This is sick. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I'd be like, can you shut the fuck up and stop talking to me, bro? I've lost eight. I've lost eight. I've lost eight. Oh, oh look at him. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> that is so sick. Dude, that's hectic. That is unbelievable. That gives me goosebumps, dude. That was sick. Oh my god. That was sick. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Shout out to James Graham. Emotional stuff. Yeah, that like that actually gave me goosebumps. You seen that like that man's been working his whole life. Shout out to James Graham. It was like us when we were that was that was how we looked when we were waiting for Smudge to get online for our chat with him for KO. We were like, holy shit, is he on? I don't want to get excited. And then he's on. We basically just lost it. Mm. And then we composed ourselves and pulled off one of the great interviews all time. <laughs> uh, so I get it, James. I get it. Yeah, we get it. Um, Eddie, in terms of the rest of the world sport, uh, Diego Maradona died. Now, huge news without sounding too rude. I think Diego had a fucking great run. Diego had a great run. And probably did his best. On and off. Did his best to, you know, like, he couldn't have tried harder to sort of reach this outcome, respectfully, of course. Mm. No, he sent it. He sent it. Put it that way. Diego sent it. Yeah. From go to woe. <laughs> From go to woe, he sent it. Won a World Cup, mate. Yeah. By himself, basically. Yeah. Dribbled through the whole England side. Saw some of, that's what was cool. Seeing some of the footage of him dribbling people's pants off essentially you're like you know the hand wow. of, like that hand of god goal he scored two minutes like two minutes later he, he dribbles did. through the whole side yeah it's like okay well fuck if that wasn't you know okay well that wasn't included or well, that wasn't counted what was what, but, but i'm just gonna dribble through you all and just go and then i'll it's score a, just a well. gentle reminder of who the fuck you're playing yeah like unbelievable i was watching this story um i think it was gary lineker he's english he uh he played with him once in like a legends game or something and apparently or maybe it was at Barcelona. I can't remember. Anyway, he apparently Diego went out onto the field um, before the game and started juggling a ball and just booted it as high up in the sky as he could. And then when it came down, booted it as high as he could again, like clean. Yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't compose it and do it again. Just boot, boot, boot 13 times in a row. And he, he only had to walk like three strides, just boot as high as he could in the air. <laughs> Then that Gary and all his teammates at Barcelona training like two days later all tried it. No one got more than three. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like he was heck. just a genius. Weapon. We love weapons here. We love weapons. We like guys that send it. So Shout out to Diego. Shout out to Diego. RIP. Did you see the fucking, the guy yeah. in the, like the mor morgue worker or whatever they call it? Funeral worker. Funeral worker in Argentina took a selfie with Diego's dead body. And then it got out, and now it's like they're saying like you've got if you, you you'll you'll be lucky to see out the week, bro. Like you're gonna get killed. What a dumb thing to do. Not only dumb, but so disrespectful. Scat and yeah. edge and disrespectful. He's like and smiling in the photo as dude, well. It's fucked up. What are we doing? I mean, you not, listen. Shout out to the people who you know have to do that sort of work, right? That'd be tough work to do. I guess you become relatively desensitized to it, like this guy was. But to take a selfie with Diego as like a flex, that it was is, a flex. That when was a flex. Yeah, he's touching him as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a scat flex. That was disgusting. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Good luck to you, bro. Good luck to you, dude. That in that 
fucking mad country. He was a god there. Like, he was a god and you pulled that up. Mate, three days a morning. Three days a morning. That's pretty hectic, right? And then the All Blacks laying out the... the Messi had wore his jersey underneath his, like, took it off and shit. It was yeah, sick. Yeah, that's dope. Shout it's out, Diego. Uh, good luck to that morgue worker. You're in deep shit. And then in terms of uh, random sports, Eddie was just... Uh, now, if anyone, if, if anyone so Romain Grosjean's crash, is it Bahrain where they were racing? Don't know. Who cares? It was, it was fucked up. The the whole car split in half, split in half, and exploded. Yeah. And he gets out of it. Like the safety in F one is outrageous. Well. It's outrageous. Yeah, you're right. It is because the fact he survived is outrageous. So he it's said, super unsafe, but like it's but like as it's, safe as. But it can I mean, be. but like when you see something like that, yeah. it puts into perspective how safe something so dangerous is that yes. made, right? Yeah. So he said because they they introduced the halo a couple of years ago, which fans didn't like, and the drivers got a bit hard to get used Why? to. It's basically, like a wing that sits above the driver's head. It's like a halo that sort of hits sits at head height and then in between. When they look out, there's like a line that sort of connects the halo to the bonnet of the car. Right. Which they introduced so they could protect their heads from, um, you know, stray tires. Or that guy, that French driver, he died when he drove up the back of um, a tractor that was moving a broken down car a couple of years ago. Maybe five years ago. Pouring with rain. Get his name up. French driver, I'm pretty sure. And... He didn't see the safety flag and was going too quick, and then sort of lost control and went and drove straight into a track, uh, into this tractor that's moving a car off the road. And he was in a coma for like a couple of months and then died. And so they introduced Shit. this halo, Jules Bianchi. Oh, Jules I remember Bianchi. that name actually. Um, so they introduced the halo that sort of protects the driver's head. And Grosjean was like, "If I didn't have that, I'd be dead, hundred percent." Absolutely no doubt. The car is on fire yeah. and he gets out of it. Like and those like, fire resistant suits must be dude, out of control. You're seeing you're seeing him climb out of the fire. I got sent it by a He's climbing of, out of the fire. Friend of the show and baggy green owner Sam Hiles over in London and he sent it to us. I woke up to it. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like that You is... see them spraying the like on our Instagram, you see him spraying the car, the the fire marshal big props to them. And then he just emerges out from the, the flames. Yeah. Like Khaleesi. And that is fucking like race car fuel that's burning. Yeah, yeah. That's, Do you know what I mean? That's hot, hot stuff. That's not a fire starter trying to get a bit of kindling going. No, right? no, no. That's, that's not a bonfire. No, no, no. That's down the back racing paddy. fuel fire. That's racing fuel. Come out steel beams. Yeah. Um, or can't, depending on which... Uh, well, it depends watch. on which camp you sit in, yeah, Tom. Yeah, but that's not the point. But shout out to F1 Safety. And Romain Grosjean and the Halo and... All of the above. And fire-resistant suits. Fire-resistant suits. Big shout-out to them. Now, Eddie, we've got to get to these dribbles because it's very hot in here. Feel like we're in a bunny suit. Do we care about going into the rocks fucking... All I'll say about it on on, on the rock this week and every week we've got content this week is, is go is go to our Instagram and see... His... Well, no, we just shared the story. Oh, did we? we? Well, go to, his, go to his page. And finds the Dwanta Claus, Dwanta Dwanta Claus, which is basically the Rock's take on Santa Claus. Dwayne and Santa combined. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, even sound good. It doesn't. It sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And he was giving out ice cream, and you just go, "Where will you well, he's, stop?" Well, he's in the. How ice low cream will game. you sink? He's in the ice cream game now. 
And so what? Him going through like he did with his hover foam technology for his rock. Project Here rock comes Dwanta Claus. Here comes Dwanta Claus right down Dwanta Claus Lane. La- yeah, that's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. And he's making an ice cream. He's he's in the ice cream game basically, and he's just spruiking some. Ice what cream game isn't he in? I don't know. He's in every game, and he just talks about the way he talks about the flavor profile of the ice creams being above all other ice creams. You're like bras. You have to stop. It's ice cream, dude. Like, I get some ice have cream. Have you tried Blue cream. Ribbon, bruh? Yeah. He's like... He's, you tried Peter's, cuz? He talks about, like, the work that goes into flavor profiling ice creams. I'm like, listen, dude. It's ice cream. You promote, like, 700 products. Yeah. You are reading off a sheet of paper. And that's it. You don't even know. Like, you don't even know what you're fucking promoting. And you just... You say flavor profile over and over again. It makes it sound like you know what you're talking about, but you don't. Now, who do you reckon came up with Duanta Claus? I think Dwanta Claus came up with Dwanta Claus. <laughs> sounds like something Dwanta would have come up that with. That sounds like something Dwanta Claus would come up with. He should make fucking Fanta and call it Dwanta and put his face on it. And then get sued by Coke. Yeah. Well, he'll partner with him. <laughs> and release Dwanta. Yeah, and you drink it out of a rock-shaped bottle. Yeah. And it makes you talk shit. <laughs> right Lay up. it on us, Dave. Let's Dribbles. Go. Tom, Eddie, Dee or Dave, punters and dribblers. This is the time-travelling dribbler here, and uh, I'll explain my name in just a second. Firstly, I just want to acknowledge and pay respects to the past dribblers of the pod. Hitman, Ironside, Sleep Dribbler and Scooter, Jelly Shot Kid, The Manchild Dribbler, and Milso. Obviously, Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. I was put onto the pod by a friend of the show and a fellow dribbler known as the Tall Piece of Timber. You may better remember him as the bloke who told the old Dave to change his face. <laughs> I can confirm, though, that the teapot is probably yep. gifted. As it was pointed out, he's probably an angry, bald man. Unfortunately, that's not the case. I've recently been on an eight-week work trip, and uh, it's involved many planes, trains, and automobiles, as well as a two-week stint in quarantine. So I did what any uh, aspiring dribbler could, and I smashed through the back catalogue, and I'm currently sitting about episode 196, the era of Hullabaloo. I feel like I've been in a time capsule, as you uh, imagine from the time-traveling dribbler. We're living all these months again, and I thought I'd point out some excellent and terrible predictions you folks have had. (laughs) So, firstly, the bad. In one podcast, you said that you raided the Broncos after two rounds and listed their players. even went on to speak of their depth. Bed shit city there, boys. Don't remember that. Although I did rate them myself after the first two games. Well, they were undefeated after the first two games. Secondly, though, and it's a bit hard to So that's correct. You accused Nathan Cleary of having aphantasia. Before he went on to dominate the season, so leave we headed the finals back out and finals Fantasia. You both uh, nothing wrong yet. You know, really <laughs> predicted well what coronavirus was going to be. You predicted uh, how it would spread, how it would uh, get worse, what lockdown would do, and you even predicted generally how the game would come back and how we uh, come out of it the other side. So bravo for shocking. that. Yeah, shocking. I'm we were by right. no means authorized by any governing health body to appoint you as doctors. Although I we have consultants. now, so please feel free to change your titles to doctor. And if anyone gives you shit about it, just tell them I said it was sweet. It will carry little to no weight whatsoever. Just have a, have a quick request that maybe Dior could manage. For Christmas, could you uh, sort out maybe a, a special edition of the pod? I'd love to see a special edition Battle of the Bankstown Dribblers. There was nothing better than listening to those two absolute dribblers name drop various kebab shops and local celebrities <laughs> across the area. That was great. Right. That stuff. was 
That was a great time. I think we all appreciate it. Lastly, a quick question. I'm about to go to Byron for New Year's, home of the Beach Hotel, one of the absolute goat beer gardens. I just want to know, what is your goat beer garden? I'm looking for views, I'm looking for location, and throwing some extra points for, say, good food and a bit of a scene like a DJ, cheeky live band, whatever else you might go up to. So uh, let me know your thoughts. See you soon. Beach Road is good. They're doing it up, so it'll be interesting to see what they do to it. Um, it was probably it was probably due a bit of a spruce. Yeah, I think so. I think it was due a spruce. So um, that'll be interesting. So I oh, look Beach Road. The Nelsons, obviously, the official uh, clubhouse of Thick Ropes County Eleven. I enjoyed their views. No views, but a good beer garden. Mm. Uh, I also like the views at North and South Bondi RSLs. Uh, they're very good. Watson's Bay Beer Garden's pretty Watson's good. Watson's Bay Beer Garden's nice. Yeah, it was there on Saturday. Beautiful. There you go. Sunset. And and like great uh, afternoon light. Mm. Um, but more importantly, uh, we were right about Nathan Cleary, has our Fantasia, and we were also right about uh, the Broncos after two rounds. Mm. So if you asked us after the fourth round, we, we, we would have had a different, different fucking... We would have said something different. Mm. Uh, and then obviously we were right about coronavirus, right about the game coming back and everything else you just mentioned there. So appreciate you pointing that out. Still uh, undefeated. Still undefeated. Are we surprised? Absolutely not. Thanks for the dribble. Thanks for the dribble, mate. Thanks for the dribble. And shout out to Tall Timber, who's definitely bald. He's got a wig. If that guy isn't plugged, I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not here. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he's plugged. Tom and Eddie, P's and D's. Uh, last dribble here. Um, just listening to your latest podcast, uh, Bloke in the Creek game. Took a hat trick, three wickets in a row. Great achievement, obviously. Um, got me thinking about hat-tricks, and more importantly, double hat-tricks that I can think of in um, past history. I think feeling Malinga maybe took a double hat-trick in the couple of years ago or something. But anyway, it got me thinking, what, what the fuck is the origin of the double hat-trick? And why is it not six wickets in a row? doesn't make sense. It doesn't I mean, make sense. By definition, a hat-trick is three wickets in a row. Great point. All of a sudden, some fucking beaters taking an extra wicket and said, "Ah, oh, no, no, that, that that's separate. That's I've taken three hat tricks, three three hat tricks here." And someone says, "Well, no, you've just taken four wickets. Good, good achievement, but you need another two. Couldn't agree no, more. That, yeah. That's double hat trick. Couldn't agree more. I mean, last time I checked, Diddy Gillespie didn't knock up 101 and claim a double fucking century, did he? No, great point. Well, great point. Oh, I've always just, thought it. I don't know. Maybe it's points to the fact that bowlers are a bit more beta than. Uh, then batters in cricket or fuck, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, love to know your thoughts. Maybe know the origin of it. But um, the other one I had, I noticed now that um, South Australia, the fucking bed shit over there has rectified itself. Looks like the first test is back on, uh, of which I plan to be in attendance on day three to watch the smudge knock up a famous ton. Uh and it got me thinking, I'm a sun smart sort of person, like wearing a hat to the cricket. Um, and I don't know if you remember, I, I sort of drew a fucking art piece and got it framed for you recently, um, to which I was promised a, a, a baggie. And I mean, I understand they take a while, but am I in any danger of wearing that to the first None. test this summer? You'll have it. Let me know. And uh, yeah, be here soon. No danger. Mate. Don't no, you don't. worry about that. En route. I mean, listen, uh, for it's it's 
B- place all your blame on the uh, the overwhelmed postal system, not just here in Australia, but the world. Obviously, with the state of uh, lockdowns across the country, postal services have been struggling. But believe you me, you've got a baggy green en route. You'll have it ready for the first test. Same with uh, Danny Exotic. He's got one en route. Just the postal service, mate. Tough to get around. And in answer to answer your, your double hat trick question, part of me thinks that... Some idiot called it the double hat trick once and people just were too fucking lazy to correct him and went along with it. Because there's nothing double about four. No. It's one more than three. Come up with a different name for it. A double hat trick is back-to-back hat tricks and they need to be independent of each other. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Like a double back. You took four wickets. You call that what you want. A a quadruple, whatever. I don't mean... It's a hell of an an achievement. A quad trick. You want to call it a quad trick? Sure. But it's not a double. No. And that's where we'll leave it. Do you have any info on the origins of the double hat-trick, Dave, or on whoever he was talking about? Not on the origins of the double hat-trick. Because um, a dribbler came up with it. it yeah. Couldn't count. Uh, so, Mohamed Shami took... Uh, oh, sorry, that was just a Cricket World Cup hat-trick. The only person who's taken a Cricket World Cup hat-trick, and I think a hat-trick in one day, is Malinga. He took a double hat-trick. Four Wait, wickets. a double hat-trick or a hat-trick? No, no, no. Double hat-trick. Okay. No, four in, so four, four, four in a row. Four in a row. Um, in terms of test cricket, there hasn't been one since 78, 79. Has the- anyone ever taken all six wickets in an over? Not in a test, not in any so. first class game, I yeah. imagine. Mitchell Stark did take a double hat trick in 2017 playing for... New South Wales? Yes, against WA. Yeah, and he got two... Ha- but, so that was just two... Oh, yeah, sorry, it wasn't back to back. That was a hat trick at the start and the end of the innings. Yeah, so that was that was a proper double hat trick. Yes, but not there. a double hat trick. It was two hat tricks. Yeah, a double hat trick is six wickets in a row. Bang, 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 bang. Which, Which is almost like hard. going eight and under in a round of golf. Yeah, it's mecca. Yeah, done happen. Done happen. Let's move on. There are some. Hey, Tom, Eddie, the other one. Uh, Long time listener here. Love to say it's the first time duel, but it's going to be a clipping. See your day. <laughs> How dare you self dribble? You knew you were going to get your lick. Drop your phone. Was that him just licking Oh, that you? was him licking the phone, was it? Oh, was that him licking the phone? Yeah, I'm starting to think it was. I, mm. And you know what? Like, that is the caliber of dribblers we've got calling up here. This guy he, was, he was telling you to take your licks and he was licking you. He was licking you. He you just got me, licked. Yeah. You just got licked, bro, on air. That was a, a live licking. Live lick. We've never had a live lick. He licked you through the phone. How'd I that feel? feel? I'm a bit damp. At well, the moment, you ruffled some feathers with that self dribble, yeah. dude. He's yeah. felt the need to lick his own phone. Mm. Usually, you're doing that when it's Red Bulls about. I'm not. A, I'm not against the live look. We press on. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tom and Eddie. Uh, Long time listener, first time dribbler, and also uh, the captain of the Toey Gamblers. Mainly son of Schnicko fame as well. So oh my god! Um, I feel like boy. I've never reply after the lots of airtime that he received in the last podcast. I'd like to start by saying, made a terrific beginning, Tom. Well done. Uh, really hard to get out there. Um, I do want to justify my decision as captain to put Schnicko back in the attack at the end. Purely a revenge decision, uh, and I was waiting for his epic ball. I think it went wide. Um, I will bring up. Though that you were actually dropped, I think on six runs. Correct. Um, you didn't mention a that. Fateful drop cost us the game. 
but uh, just want to bring Didn't it out and bring you down to earth a bit. No, fair. Um, fair. I will also mention Schmicko's last game against you. I've got his figures here. Uh, he went, he bowled two overs, took a wicket and 12 runs. So a one-off performance from him. Um, well, put in context my performance. We'll definitely improve on next time. And it bodes well for a big game against you guys when we play you again. Um, he has uh, refused the opportunity to speak for himself. So on his behalf, I'd like to propose a challenge. Um, and I think it'd be a bit of fun. Your dad came and watched you and drove into the game, which was lovely. Um, how about a dad versus dad net session? <laughs> One over each. Um, just to see uh, if he can gain some confidence back after the game. Regardless, congratulations on your third win. Um, good to see <laughs> you carrying the team. Uh and climb those batting rankings. Well done. Um, let us know if you're keen and we can organise a fun net session. Thanks, boys. Love the show. Well, firstly, shout out to Schmicko, official bowler of the podcast, you could almost say. Mm. Glad to see that it was taken in the good nature it was. Certainly not throwing any shade at Schmicko. My performance was my performance. I couldn't help it. I was seeing him like beach balls and I... Dispatched of his bowling appropriately, and the 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 reference to Schmicko's last figures the last time we played, that kind of puts me in an even greater light because the man took wickets and and didn't get many runs scored against him in his two overs. So maybe I'm even better than I thought I was. I don't know, but uh, as far as the dad v dad, love the idea. I think you've got a better chance of Schmicko getting a double hat trick though than getting my old man down to a net session. Uh, it's a it's a great idea. I love it. Dad, everyone's in except everyone's in except, except Dad. <laughs> everyone's buying in except my old man, and that's just a guarantee. That's it. I'd he's not, not he's not he's not lying either. No no no. My old man uh doesn't mind around a golf every once in a while. Physically, he's sort of you know he's not where he once was. <laughs> Certainly, if Schmigo was looking to regain some confidence, that'd be the perfect way to do it. I think. Now, my old man, I actually found out he was a bit of an athlete back in the day. He played first footy and shit. I didn't really know any of that. But, look, thank you. I appreciate the offer. I'd love to see a Schmicko v. Bill net session. Be one of the great net sessions. One of the great. We'd fucking televise it. Yeah, We'd yeah. live stream it. That'd be, yeah, it'd be televised. Okay. And believe me, I'll float it. I'll say, Dad, would you be interested in taking on Schmicko of... Schmicko fame. Of Schmicko, of my 18 ball 50 fame. Um, in a net session, he's looking to regain some confidence. I know that you are certainly not a man who enjoys hot weather or, you know. Net you, sessions. Net sessions. <laughs> what do you think? And he'll say, well, he'll hang up the phone. He'll hang up the phone because it'll be a phone call. Uh, but no, sorry, dude. Shout out to Schmicko. Shout out to my dad. Shout out to net sessions. And shout out to my score. Is that fair? Shout out to Schmicko for being a good sport. 100%. 100% shout out to Schmicko for being a good sport. And to the Toei Gamblers. Uh, again, good dudes. It was good fun. We press on. We press on. Hey, boys. It's the, uh, it's the Wagga Wagga Dribbler. Um, look, just before I start, I just want to say, Tom, Eddie, I love your work, mate. Um, I'm a Queenslander personally, mm. but I still like your opinion. You know, I like to see where the other side comes from. Um, anyway, boys, get into the serious dribble. Gilbert's versus Steedens. 
look, I'm a Steeden guy, I think. Sorry, 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 hang on. Hang on. I'm a Gilbert guy. I just don't think the Steeden travels as far. Uh, I just don't think the ball, the spirals out of the left or the right just quite as nice. So, look, my question to you guys is, look, does the Gilbert or the or the Steeden, what's a better footy? Um, keen to hear your opinion. Uh, beer soon, not you, Dave. Anyway, catch up. Bye. It's a great question. It's a great question. I grew up with a, with a Gilbert. So did I. Um, we were does, re- we were reared on Gilberts. It, we were reared on Gilberts. It spirals better. I think it's the more pointed ends. There's something about the shape of a Gilbert that I prefer. I think, truthfully, but having pl- having had the Steen in the hand a little bit more of late, I like it. I love a Steen. Look, I think the Steen maybe if it doesn't spiral as well, better for a leggy. Correct. Better for a floating leggy pass, which I like throwing, dude. They're great because I can't spiral it that well anymore. No, you you can't spiral like you once used to. <laughs> Fuck no. But uh, look, I don't think there's a lot in it comparing the two, but maybe it's up to a dribbler out there to road test the two of them, film it for us. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. If you want to write, Again, if, you, if you just want to write your words down, I'm looking at you, kick and T dribbler. Kick, t- kick and T dribbler loves this. To is, do this this is sort probably something you could road test. We'll for turn us, it mate. into an article. We'll get yeah. it up on the P's and D's page uh, for for everyone to sort of have their say, or at least to see how it's it's rated. But you will have to put the, both balls through their paces. I don't just want a, an opinion because we just got that on the on the dribble there. We need someone to put it through their paces, some sort of testing. No, this needs to be scientific. Yeah, exactly. Needs to be scientific. Hypothesis and, and theories and shit. Constants. Yeah. Variables. Yeah. Hypotenuse. Yeah. And uh, isosceles. Isosceles. <laughs> and like if you can chuck a fucking beaker in there, if you can work a beaker in a If you can work burner, a Bunsen burner in there, bro, then yeah. I'm yours. Yeah. All yours. Anyway, let's press on. I hope we answered that. Sure. Yeah, bonsoir, uh, Mr. Ed, Mr. Uh, Thomas, dear Dave. Um Long time uh, listener, first time caller, this is, um, the big G dribbler. I'm currently making my way across a pub park, which uh, after a long lunch is, is considerably park, heavier underfoot than I suspect. And I just want to, I just want to let you know, I want to ask, what's your favourite parks <laughs> in, in terms of uh, the cut of the grass? This one's far too long. This is in uh, Aruna and Sunshine Coast. It's just, it's far too long. I feel like I'm a mutter. Mm. And uh, I'm not built for that. I'm built different. So let me know. What's a mutter? See you soon. Bye. What's a mutter? Well, a mutter in horse racing terms is a, is a horse that likes the wet. Oh, okay. Well, that's what he feels like. So it's really thick grass, wet. He likes a bit of mud. Yeah. He likes soft underfoot. Right. Mutter. I, uh, look, since I've developed shin splints, I'd be a bit of a mutter. But if we're talking great parks all time, Brookvale, I know it's an oval, but it's a park on weekends when ga- or when weekdays when games aren't playing. Mm. And I mean, I assume we're just talking footy fields now because I could just name parks all over the country. I don't know if that's... Number one oval, Dubbo. Dubbo, okay. Number one oval. Fucking terrific. Uh, Wynn Stadium, South Coast. Mm. I've been out there. You've ne- have you be- has it been underfoot? Yeah, bro, I was out there barefoot. I think he's talking suburban you know what I here, did? bro. I yeah, think he's talking suburban. parks. Wins- he's talking parks. Mate, I beat... He's talking footy park. Like Top this. Cop this. I forgot about this, and this is the biggest flex you could ever have. I used to work with Piggy Riddell in radio, and I beat him in a kickoff. Conversions. Yeah, you told me that. Conversions. Kicking off a shoe. So, 
I've got to find that video. At Wind Stadium. Yeah. I've got a video, me slotting one from the side. I'd love to get on the piss at Wind Stadium. Let's get a fucking trip down to Wind Stadium. Let's time. do it this summer. Let do you well, get the get the uh get next season winter, rather. Yeah. Get the uh get the get the schedule up. It came out the other day. When are the Dragons at Wind Stadium? And V is, Manly is even. Manly. Uh, do we get a? Do they throw us a bone down there? Fuck, that'd be nice. Yeah, on the hill. Dragons. Oh, well, opening round. Dragons Sharks at Wind Stadium on a Sunday Arvo. That's always. <laughs> Great Sunday Arvo is not ideal for uh, us down in Wednesday. I'm looking for a Friday, Saturday. Well, yep. Saturday, the prayers Arvo. answered. Friday, 6 p.m., round three, 26 of March. Dragon Sea Eagles, Wind Stadium. Fuck off. Round three? Round three. Now, how we get back, though? Does Cogra Oval got win in it as well? No, no, Cogra's That's different. That's Wind Jubilee. Wind Jubilee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is Wind Stadium, Wollongong, it says here. Friday? Friday, 6 p.m. Done. Done. 6 p.m., what date? 26th of March. Still daylight savings. Oh, beautiful. Oh, okay. Well, we just need to work out how to get back. Or we get the girls. Stay with my brother. Done. Done. Kern. Kern will come. Fucking oath he'll come. And we'll send it. Love it. And we'll go down and, and pay respects to well, the... Hopefully it'll be the, back up. The sta- no, it'll be back up. There'll be a statue. It'll it. be back up. There'll be a statue or a plaque. We'll be back mm. up. All right. Love that. Can't even remember what the dribble <laughs> was. Oh. Parks. Favorite parks. We're going to win. <laughs> that couldn't have worked out better. No, that worked out real well. Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers, Dior. Peter Dribbler here, first time dribbler, long time listener. Quick mention close relation to the old Woolpool is what I believe to be called the self back pat. The act of uh, patting oneself on the back. Our dear Magoo friend, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is he a back patter? for patting oneself on the back. But, Tom, do we class your description of what you did to Schmicko as a self-back pat? Definitely not. I believe a back pat is not on regardless of the occasion. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your opinion. Be soon. You've come, yours, right, Tom. you've come to the right place. Now, a statement of fact is by no means a back pat. You know what I mean? Like... A back pat would be like me just coming in for no reason and being like, you know, fucking, I killed it at dinner last night. Check out the dinner I made. Or, you know, check out the six-pack I'm brewing. This is a statement of fact in the sporting realm of which this podcast is built upon and the fans of which are invested heavily in the Thick Ropes County 11. They want merch. They want to be invited down. They want you and Dave, I think someone even said to commentator game live stream heavily invested in it now if i go and bludgeon someone and hit what some are saying is the fastest 50 in the history of the competition the audience need to hear about it now if in so doing that i look better sorry dude but that's just what it's about you know if eddie runs a 13k in 20 and 30 degrees 40 degrees i'll allow it because it was a statement of fact 100%. There was nothing ambiguous about it. No, no. I was ripping and tearing from my side. That's what it's about. Like, if you were to say, bro, I've been killing it in the gym recently. That's lame. That's a back pat. Yeah. That's lame. From where I'm sitting. Anything you chalk up in the combat, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, iron, in, the, in the fires of competition. Exactly. They're open for discussion. Yeah. And flex. Correct. 
But anything you do behind closed doors. And a back pat and a flex is different. Yeah. Now, is I only a flexing? You best believe. <laughs> Will I continue to flex? Because I'm averaging 112 this year. You bet. You bet your ass. I'm averaging 112. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> Fucking pat myself on the back. I'm whipping myself on the back. 112, bro. I'm averaging 112. That's across like seven innings. I'm not fucking. I'm killing it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Backpack soon, bro. <laughs> G'day, punters. <laughs> Dribblers. It's Dr. Dribble here. Just want a bit of a cricket dribble. Right. Could you Dr. be more afraid of Steve Smith saying, look out, blokes. I fucking found my hands. And I'm the best fucking cricketer of all time. And I found my hands. What are you going to fucking do about it? Look out, boys. Steve Smith, coming at you. Be soon. <laughs> what was that? I think it was Robbie Dan. Yeah, I think it was. Dr. Dribble. Dr. Dribble. Dude, that was great. And you're absolutely right. Coley would have been quaking in his little boots yeah. when he fucking saw that interview with Smudge going, I found my hands. Yeah. When the greatest batsman since the Don says that, you... Summer's over, basically, for you. Summer's bro. over. Yeah. I'm surp- I'd be surprised if he fucking doesn't nip off before the first test. Yeah. Kids, uh, look, kids not early, but I just want to make sure I'm extra prepared, so I'm actually going to go now. Mate, if you, if, if you don't think for a second that Coley, after coming down here last, last time they were here and winning the test series... Didn't look at the little test calendar coming up and go, oi, Miso. I think we should plan. Nine months it. out, let's jump into bed. Let's get, let's let's jump into get bed. things going. He would have been like, IPL season, can't jump into bed yet because IPL's uh, on. IPL's on. But, you know, that test summer down I'll in play Australia. One test. That test summer down in Australia where Smudge is playing, you know, wasn't playing last time, he's playing this time. Let's, wait, let's jump into bed. One test, I'm out. Let's jump into bed. Let's jump into bed. Very convenient timing of a child is all we're saying. It's all we're saying. It's fishy. Blount. G'day, uh, Tom and Eddie, punters and dribblers. Uh, it's a hitman here. Hitman. Um, Welcome back. I've waited a little while for this one. I was waiting for everything to wrap up in the way of rugby league. Um, but yeah, what a, what a spectacular end of the season. Not sure if I'm sold on November Origin, but uh, God, it was good to see uh, the cauldron packed to the brim. And, and then, like I've said to you boys in person, and I'll say it right now, is... New South Wales just don't get origin. They don't get it. It's not in their blood. It's not part of them. They're not raised. They don't hear about it in primary school. They don't. They don't. You know, they don't have teachers telling you about it. They don't have all that. They just don't get it. You just don't get it. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. You guys have your own things. You've got weird little songs that you do with the Star Casino Choir. Um, but yeah, you just don't get it. Anyway, the um, the reason I'm calling this today now rugby league's over. Um, I'm thinking of sending a, a, a little trend your way. Hello, Sport Podcast. You've done brushes with fame. You've done brushes with knaves. Now, I just want to go back to 2010, 2011, where uh, Rugby Union was king in Queensland uh, for a small moment. The Reds were doing better than the Broncos, and uh, they were selling out Suncorp themselves. Now, at that time, Quade Cooper was king. And uh, every single person from Queensland, anyone who spent any time in Brisbane, in the Valley, in Caxton Street, they had a run-in with Quade Cooper. Some positive, most positive. Um, I'm not going to incriminate 
the man myself here, but I'd like to hear some of the P's and D's from up north call in with their brushes with Quaid. <laughs> he, was, he was our son, he was our king. Every weekend, fucking Benji Marshall eat your heart out. He brought that touch footy shit to fucking rugby union and really made us all hard. And then by night, he would play hard. Um, yeah, brushes with Quaid, love to hear it. Love Great it. segment. Send him in. Send in your brushes with Quaid. You can just send him in through fucking IG DM if you want. Call up here with him. You, you, whatever you want. Whatever you can you, want. you can pick the channel, but there's plenty of you north of the Tweed. Yeah. So send him in. Love it. Great dribble. Brushes with Quaid. Um, do you want me to get the blokes? One more and then blokes. I reckon. Oh, or you reckon they're ready? Yeah, yeah. How about halfway? Uh yeah. We got about eight more after this. Yeah, uh, one more. Trust the process. Mm. Hey, boys, I'm inside here. Um, as a member of the Disciples of St. Peter Valentis, I was very hurt by the news that the plaque had been taken down. Um, if Jelly Shot Kid has not sorted this out, I, myself, and another heavy hitter, Rack and Red Team, Danny Exotic, and also Nilso, the Queenslander, have put our hand up to make the journey down in the Toyota Hilux plastered with Einstein plumbing on the side down <laughs> to put some Dynabolt in <laughs> a new plaque and glue it so that if the fuckers want to take it off they got to get Jeff Hammers out and get the <laughs> to the Brazilian labourers to get it done. The office is out there. Jelly Shop Kid reach out. Rack and red soon. Cheers. Look, that's the sort of um, get, yeah, get up and go that we need on this yeah. podcast. Look, Tom and I are prepared to pay for the plaque. 100%. Well, and listen, Jelly Shot Kid, fucking disappointing, actually. We haven't heard from him. I as thought a, we would have. As a baggy green card-carrying member of the 11, you would have thought when we asked for him to reach out that he would have. But he's gone underground, Jelly Shot Kid. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe he's rattled by the whole plaque thing. Maybe he's trying to lay low. Look, maybe, maybe he's keeping his head down. But fuck me, Jelly Shot Kid, you've, you, you know, you, you need. We needed to hear from you. Now, maybe he's on the job. He could be on the job, he, long job. But well, I mean, I think he's a first year uni student, yeah, he's, so he's he may well be on the job. Well and if on you're the, on the job, then that's fine. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. But if you've not been on the job, then and you've been ignoring us, you, you, then we've got problems. Yeah, we don't have any good excuses. Now, I like the idea though of Ironside of. Uh, Nilso the Queenslander and Danny Exotic, three uh, sort of celebrities yeah. in a, in a, in the world of Hello Sport, getting down there. Now, I like the Dynabite. I like the, and I like their approach. What I'd like to know is, do we send as uh, you know? I guess like God sending His only Son as sacrifice. Do we send our only intern? With a camera to film the whole thing. Look, so it needs to be filmed. That's the thing. It's a documentary. I feel like we need to Short have one. some sort of some sort of coverage of this. It needs to be covered. Everyone can be wearing balaclavas if you want, but with baggy grands over the but top. With baggy grands over the top. This could be a way for Dave to earn one himself. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's a big lift. If he goes down and does it, yeah. Nilso, the Queenslander, doesn't have one. But, I mean, I'm also not necessarily just giving out a baggy green for doing the plaque again, but this seems like a bigger lift than... Well, if, if they do what's required and they drill into the seat and they put Dynabolts in... Then... Then we, we're getting into the realm of, yeah. of, of 
Because you know. there are two Baggy Green members already in that truck. That's what I mean. We've got Danny and we've got Ironside, one of the OGs, Ironside. It's an opportunity that, you know. Again, we'll pay for the plaque. So Jelly Shot Kid, when you, when you stop rooting, let us know where you got it. Order another one, we'll pay for it. Correct. And then if we can line up, Dear Dave, I don't know, do you know how to film? Oh, I've done it once or twice. Now, listen, you can say no to this. You don't have to accept this. Obviously, we've called you out publicly and, you know, you'll be absolutely smashed in the dribbles if you choose mm. to deny it. But then also, you know, he's also got to weigh up. Does he really feel like getting into a car with those three fucking monsters and going all the way down to fucking University of Wollongong? Which, again, I could understand why you might think twice. It's a three-hour round trip. It's not that long. No, but, you know, I mean, and you can guarantee Danny will make it fun. Oh, Danny will make it real fun. Danny, Danny won't yeah. be driving. Danny won't be driving. You can guarantee that. I can promise you that. Yeah. Well, look, the challenge has been laid down. Jelly Shot Kid, please let us know where you got the plaque, or do we just go get a new plaque? No, Jelly Shot Kid. Yeah, no, Jelly Shot, yeah, we need the uh, original, man. It needs to be the same. Yeah, it does. Because it's, it's, you know, you're sending your fucking... I'll tell you what you're sending, like you're, sending, you're sending a message to the UOW yeah. going... What are you doing? I'd say what I'd like to add to it. Because you can on a plaque, can't you get like a face drawn on there? I'd like PVL's face down the bottom of the or the top of the plaque and then the writing. That's like his smile. You know what I mean? That damn smile. Like a caricature. No, like as in you can do like the laser cutting on plaques where it's like their actual face. Like a, from a photo. You go, okay, this, I'm with you. Laser cut this photo yep. onto the top of the plaque. Yep. On the side or something. shit. Top, I'm thinking top, bang, right in the middle, yeah, yeah, and then it's like so it would be plaque. slightly larger, and yeah, we might have to get a slightly different plaque. Yes, to accommodate, or just you know fit it appropriately. Maybe it's a bit yeah longer, long ways. Who knows? But like it, I like it. Blokes, pushing on, home stretch vibes. Mm, let's go. Yeah, great boys. This is Chris Jewell here. Um, Long time listener, first time caller, and it's it's on an issue close to my heart. I've been motivated to do this after this last week's episode. I mean, look, boys, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the way you tore Nathan through the shreds last week, boys, it's just. I mean, for want of a better word, I don't use this term lightly. It was it was fucking, it was un-Australian. Um, I'm, I'm about, I was about to fucking just that. Right, really. I mean, it, it, it's hurtful. I mean, I am from Penrith, but like, it's, it's... Mate, he's 22 years old. You're right, I'm a 22-year-old, but he's a phase. Just leave him alone, mate. Like, I mean, can you kick a football? I, I was at a fucking live match once, but I saw him boot a ball, mate. Fuck, if that came off my foot, I would just be... I would probably be fucking... I'd be happy, put it that way. Well, anyway, boys, love your work. Um, beers, beers never, probably. Let's be honest, I'm not... Yeah, <laughs> you hurt, mate. You sounds, hurt. It sounds like he's upset. Listen, first and foremost, it comes with a territory, bro. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to put the seven on your back, Joey's number, mm. and represent the state. Well, but don't criticise me when I don't play well. Like, Come on, bro. We, mate, we've fucking pumped his tyres up all year, saying he's playing unbelievable yeah. footy. We wanted him to step up in game three when we needed him most. State needed him. State needed him. Wasn't there? Were we hurting? Fucking oath, we were. Were we upset? Yeah. yeah. Are they facts? Yeah. Do we lord him after he got uh, man of the match in game two? Yeah. What we will do is call it down the line. Yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Call it as we see it. Did he have a good game? No, he did. Did he have a good game? Well, he kicked a 40 20. 
Tell me, did he have a good game? Did he win it for us? No. No, he didn't. Yes, he's, he's also, 22. He's, yeah, I get that. 22. 22 is a fucking... He's not young. Like, 22 is young if, like... But look, it doesn't matter. He was wearing the seven. He's played 100 games at NRL. He's, he's played, not... He's wearing the seven. Mate, how old Harry Grant? Exactly. Exactly. Fucking Israel Folau was 18 when he played for Australia. What are we talking about? He's 22 years old. What, at what age can you start to criticise someone for, for not fucking pulling their socks 24? 26? Like, wait, is there a number that I'm is not aware a, of? Yeah, what is it? Oh, he kicked the ball when you saw him live. Have you watched rugby league, bro? They can kick. That's part of it. They're professional footballers. I don't know what you do as a job, but maybe it's a dribble. Full respect to you. But if he were to come and watch you dribble, he'd be like, fuck, that guy can dribble. That's what it is. You go see a professional at work and they do their job well. And then when he gets to the fucking big dance, when the fucking chips are on the goddamn line, he didn't do it. That's all it is. All we're doing is calling down the line. Calling as we say it. He's got the capability to be great. Fucking oath he does. He can be He can be an all-timer. And he still might be. But he still might be. And we might go, remember when he couldn't get it done and now he gets it done every goddamn time. We might be saying that. We may well be saying that next year. We were saying that during the season. We were going, mate... We were, we were up Cleary's ass last year, but this year he deserved his spot in the origin side. Fucking oath he did. And then he didn't deliver. So he deserved it based off his regular season form. Didn't deliver in origin. That's just the way it goes. Sorry, but not sorry, actually. Mate, the moment we stop calling as we see it, then people will unsubscribe. Mm. And you're not going to unsubscribe. We know that. <laughs> we know that. So just go back, mate. Too I know much you... of a dribbler to unsubscribe. Like, you can hear it in his yeah. voice. Well, mate, he's hurting after back-to-back losses. Penrith into, into the Blues. Yeah. I get it. Dude, we get it. I get it. And we're still going to be here for you, dribbling. Yeah, we'll still dribble for you. But on this occasion, you're wrong. Yeah. No shit. You're the podcast for a fucking unbiased opinion because you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, you guess it right, family. It is the lunch bake run dribbler. All right. From the get-go, I'm going to take your lecture, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're a fucking... You don't know anything about rugby league. You've got a shit fucking brand of rugby league football. Uh, your key players don't know how to play rugby league football. And... I might have to listen to the start again. <laughs> Look, legit. You just don't know how to play rugby league football. Anyway, moving on to the test match format of the game... And the one day of the game, I've got my uh, I've got my spectacles on. Smudges turned up, happy. Finchy's turned up, happy. And guess what? All all, all the boys were going, oh yeah, nah, Warner's gonna score a ton. And I said, boys, 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 boys. <laughs> Warner's not gonna score a ton. I wouldn't trust that cunt with my money. Nor would I trust him with my word, boys. All right, so we're moving on. We're moving on quite diligently. And we're having a look at uh, the next few results. I hate to say it, but it looks like I'm... Yeah, like... Yeah, soccer boys. I'm here watching the uh, James Corden show. So I might wrap up this dribble. Um, cheers to you, Dave. Good to see you. Oh, happy to have you. Happy to have you. I'm Arthur Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yippee, yippee, yeah. Apart from that, dear... No, dear Dave's good. <laughs> Tom Eddie, you can get us. Um, thank you, Pete. Goodbye. <laughs> hey. Got Look, to take your legs. Matt, I liked yeah. it. I liked it as well. I liked it a lot. I can't, I can't knock that dribble. I wasn't sure where he was going early on. 
who he was attacking. I wasn't sure where he was coming from. I got it eventually. Oh, yeah. No, we found our way. Like any good dribble, you, you know. Yeah, you get away, you get away through well, it. Yeah. It was quite obvious when he was talking about, you know, not good footy players, not good footy teams. Yeah, I got it He wasn't then. talking about me. So. No, I got it then. Uh, yeah, he wasn't, he I got wasn't it directed then. at Dave, unfortunately. I got it then. Although Dave doesn't go for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he goes for everyone. He goes for everyone. The, that's that's it, winning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the metric. Exactly. Who's Do winning? they win? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I go yeah. from. I love the Lakers. Mm, I was Argentinian last week. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You went. You were in New yeah. Zealand though on the weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm back to Kiwi now. Yeah, sweet is. Yeah. Love no, it. good dribble. Liked it. Loved it. Yeah, you going to see? I'm sure a crow dribbler here. <laughs> um, you guys know a lot sure. of fucking words, eh? Um, I find myself learning a lot of words when I Google and search the words you're using. So keep it up. I'm learning a lot of shit. Thanks. <laughs> well, mate, as we said at the top of the show, or maybe it was in the middle. Yeah, it was in the middle. Uh, Dr. V puts an Oxford Dictionary in your brain. In your brain. So if you want what we got, yeah. buy some buy some Brainstorm. Buy some Brainstorm, drv.com.au, promo code, hashtag dribbler or dr- hashtag dribblers, and you will get an Oxford Dictionary in your brain. That's, you know, it's not just here for dribbling yarn. You do obviously learn. You know, we don't like to spruik the fact that this is, uh, you know, uh, something that can expand your mental horizons. We just like to weave it in there subtly. Facts are facts. Yeah. We're geniuses. Thanks, Brainstorm. Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers. It's a kick and tee dribbler dribbling in. KTV. Well, I just want to quickly pay my respects to one Diego Maradona of Narcos fame. Um, sounds like he was a... Pretty big fan of the old Paddington Pixie Dust. And um, up there with Joey and Warney for goats that could bend. Uh, So Vale, Diego, Maradona. Um, Boys, uh, King T duties are pretty much wrapped up for the year. And that does leave me feeling pretty flat. Um, The only thing I've really got to look forward to is Christmas. Um, And so I wanted to ask you boys, um, what's your strategies for dealing with a Christmas lunch? Do you bother with breakfast? Um, do you load up early on the seafoods and then let the meats finish you off in the afternoon? Um, how do you play your liquids when it comes to Christmas Day? Um, Christmas lunch, obviously, I would think the best meal of the year, probably the goat meal mm-hmm. of 2020. Fair call. Um, and that's, we'd just love to know how you boys plan to attack it. Roast turkey soon. Cheers, boys. Great question. Great question. I have a light breakfast. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I go light early. Um, I'm usually pretty giddy. Uh, I'll, I'll have a beer early. Yeah, you definitely have a beer before your meal. I don't. I think beer's almost for the first meal of the day. Mm. I might have a maybe a, one crumpet, something like that. A Keep crumpet, it light. Yeah. Shout out to crumpets, by the way. Mum's always got crumpets in the fridge when we go home for Christmas. But crumpets are all time. Because she knows that I don't eat enough crumpets during the year. Yeah. And I need to get my crumpet filled. You absolutely need to get your crumpet intake up to a certain level, like iron or any of those sort of things. Crumpets? If it gets low. Is there anything more underrated than crumpets? I actually don't know if there is, with a nice smattering of butter and Vegemite. Or Ooh, honey. Or honey, honey. Yeah, honey. Either, either or. Either. Mm. either or. But nothing else. Nothing else. Mm. If you're putting anything else on crumpets, you're a fucking sicko. <laughs> <laughs> that is Sleep dribbling, I'm looking at you. Yeah. What would you put on there, you fucking yeah. psychopath? Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Warm butter and blood for, for sleep dribbler. Christmas uh, lunch, greatest meal of the year, uh, bar none. I would personally, for me, KTD, uh, I would go no breakfast, maybe a couple maybe of beers. Maybe one crumpet. Maybe a crumpet. A piece of fruit or something, you know, something small. Yeah, you could go some yeah. fruit if you're that way inclined, Dave. Um, 
into not a, I'm a bit fruity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a fruity guy. You're a fruity yeah. man. Into what I find this might sound controversial, but like there's no way of getting like. If you're at a Christmas lunch where you're staying at the place where you're having a lunch, that opens up your, your a world of possibilities. But if you've got to get home, then you've got to be a little bit more fucking considered about what you do. Because if you're just like eating where you're staying, I think basically once lunch starts, it's like a fucking just rip and tear. But if you've got to go home, I think you're a little bit more like... Because I find drinking beers... Is only a is a short term proposition when you're not at the place where you're going to be going to sleep. You got to try and balance liquid intake with a, a massive influx of food, and the two don't go well. So you need to maybe have a wine or some liquor. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I guess it's trying to find that balance. Really, if you're staying though. It's just like as much whatever you want. food as you want. Whatever you want. You can, mate, if you, fall asleep, you can fall asleep wherever you want. And you, fall, and you fall asleep on the couch mid-afternoon. Because you're staying there. Yeah. That's the beauty. It's because the afternoon, afternoon the, the Arvo nap on Christmas in some way is inevitable. It's hard to, it's hard to get past. It's hard yeah. to shake uh, because you've taken on... So much. You've eaten fucking, you know, half a lamb or half a bloody... Well, turkey, ham. Ham. Is it Christmas? Lamb. lamb isn't really a Christmas... Pork, pork, so. mm. yeah, whatever anyway. you want, mate. That's the the beauty of Christmas. You can eat whatever you want. Yeah, it's true. Oysters, but prawns. What's usually served? Seafood, ham, ham, prawns, turkey. oysters. Yeah, Dude, all the good stuff. I'm so excited. I think my mum's having Christmas this year, so not too far from my house. Whereas my cousins, shout out to Hamish McGilvray, cousin of the podcast, rob him if you're in the city. Uh, they're over in like Taramara, so getting back. That's where we always go to their place. Taramara. Well, from Bondi, that's a fucking big day. It's a huge day. Do I drive? No. If I don't, well, someone has to. Is it me? Is it Steph? Well, we usually have a bit of a. We usually have a bit of a rule where it's like if you're going to the fan, like if it's not your family you're going to. So if she's coming to mine, she drinks, I drive, and if I'm going to hers, she drives and I drink. Because you're just in a bit of a setting. You're not in your normal setting and you just want that freedom. Yeah, that's a good rule. That's a pretty good rule. But it means for me, my Christmas, I don't get to rip and tear as much as I'd like. But her family love to get me hammered so I can go and fucking unload because they're all... Any any thought around any thought around motel close to the residence? Is that is that impossible? Well, not well now. with a kid now. Not it's now hard. with little Evie Rose. That's a pain in the ass. And to of be honest, yesteryear, Evie might fuck Christmas completely this year. With respect to you, Evie, in terms of what we do, because you can't be falling asleep in the afternoon when you got to get home and feed a child and no. then get them to bed. Mm. Mate, difficult things to think about. I don't know, but shout out to Crumpets. I think that was the biggest takeaway from this conversation. Yeah, look, I'm getting some. Honestly, honestly, punters and dribblers, this Christmas. Throw a throw a six pack of crumpets in the fridge and, and just have one or two before before the lunch and it'll, it'll see make, how you go. See how you go and report back. Yeah. Um, and also, well, we don't have a fucking address. Once we do get a fucking studio though, like a proper sorry. Once we get like a an address where we aren't worried about being compromised by our audience, where someone's going to like send us anthrax or something. Uh, I would love to just give out the address and be like sending crumpets. <laughs> Send us crumpets. Just a crumpet in an envelope, though. Dude, well... Not, not packaged or anything. No, don't send me an individual crumpet, because that's... <laughs> Sleep Dribbler would send you individual crumpets covered in blood. But just send me, like, a pack of crumpets. Or heaps of them. 
You got crumpets on the brain, bro. Now I do, dude. Now I do. They go quick, though. Six in a bag ain't, ain't And enough. they're expensive. Mm. Yeah. Unless you're on special, crumpets are so overpriced. What are they made out of? I don't know. But who, like, they, was it Golden Circle? Is that the brand that makes them? There's a couple. The like, yellow and red ones? Yeah. They're the ones yeah, I'm yeah, talking that's, about. That's, they, they, they make, that Golden they Circle? make the pikelets and stuff as well. Yeah. I think is that Golden Circle? Golden Valley, Golden Circle, I don't know. Yeah, but they're the only crumpets worth their salt. Yeah, yeah. The yellow, yellow, and, the yellow and red yellow packaging. And the yellow and red packaging. So we got uh, so crumpet made from unsweetened batter of water or milk, flour, and yeast. It's it, just I think it's just the way it's cooked is what kind of gives it its shape and its holy nature. So and it's, it's fluffiness. Like, yeah, is it just like a pancake that's fucking pretty puffed much. up? Because you yeah. want you want the you want the crispy bottom with the soft top. Mm. That's it. If you because you can fuck a crumpet. Yeah, the yeast. The yeast is different to a pancake. I don't think pancakes have yeast in them. Do they? No, they don't. A tip for young players: keep an eye on your crumpet while it's cooking. Test it regularly. Well, you need a test it regularly. You need a lift and look. look. Yeah, yeah, you need a lift and look. Lift and look's the only. If way you don't have a lift and look, you're in trouble. You're, well, you're fucking got to be sitting by the toaster. Yeah, and then you got to go feel and vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's ready. <laughs> and if you pop it up too early, then you. If you pop it up too early, then you're in real trouble because now all. You're basically, it's like all sort of concept of space and time is now completely out the window. It's like being dumped by a wave in the surface. I don't know where up and down. Mm. I don't know where it is. Mm. If you pop that fucking thing up early, then you got to pop it back down. God knows when that thing's ready. Yeah. You're all at sea. You're all at sea. What's the brand? Have we found out the brand? Oh, the- I found the brand. Golden red crumpets. Uh, golden red packaging just so the pun of the driven can go out and get some idea i feel like we should at least give them that it's just called golden crumpets golden bakery golden show me the photo crumpets. it's that one can you see the logo yeah that's it yeah that's it that's yeah. it is it golden crumpets golden bakery golden bakery that's the ones golden yeah they're the ones we're talking about with the little smiling pancake dude i knew Gross. it was golden mm. i'd never be i couldn't I'd it's golden circle juice golden circle golden, is that honey golden yeah. valley might be juice golden circle what's golden circle Golden Circle, yeah, juice. That's uh, yeah. And what's Golden Valley? Golden Circles, you know those big ass juice bottles. Oh uh, yeah. Ones. Mm. yeah. What's yeah. Golden Valley? Golden Valley. Is that also juice? I think it is. Golden Valley. Oh, we got a lot of Chinese restaurant real estate. Go Golden know. Valley juice. Important topics. Right, Canadian egg company. Nothing's Nothing? coming up, dude. It's Golden Circle. You've lost it. Is there not a Golden Valley? There is something Valley, but I don't think there's gold in front of it. Golden Valley wine. Nah, what's the fucking Gold Goldburn Valley. Goldburn Valley. Goldburn Valley. Check Goldburn Valley. Goldburn Valley is. Yes. That's what it is. That's why you listen. That's why you listen. We get to the bottom of it here. Let's dribble. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior, fellow members of the esteemed 11. It's the worst dribbler in 40 years here, a.k.a. PDX Pete. All I can say is suffering your jocks, you fucking blue cunts. Nothing makes me happier than seeing salty blue tears, fucking lead and pencil stuff from over here in the States. Don't ever mention eight in a row again, you fucking muppets. Queenslander! Gotta take your licks. Take your licks. I'll take him because he's got a bag of grain. Yeah, he's got a bag of grain. PDX Pete is a... Esteemed member of the fucking eleven, although he snuck in, I reckon. He snuck in. He cut time. the line. Yeah, he cut the line. But hey, by any means necessary. He's in. Let's move on. Nah, Tom and Eddie, Dior Dave, it's the Murd Dribbler. Uh, 
from Murd Dribbler fame, Tim Reid, calling in from the Republic of Texas. Um, very excited. Don't have a lot to talk to you about today. Um, other than we do have a guest appearance um, from PD, the Prince Dribbler. Um, we've got Jock Merriman, the Commodore fame Dribbler. And we also have down from New York... We have the KD here. We've got him here. We've so got him dribbling. American faction. And he's nervous as fuck. We've been cheering him up all night. I'm about to put him on the spot because he's just been telling us how much he used to dribble all back in the day. Um, it's his first dribble without a pre-record. We are live on oh, the Oh, hecky. I've got Jocko yelling in here. We're about to put, we're about to put KD on. We're about to put KD on the hotline. Katie's on first dribble. Oh shit, mate! Katie's on the dribble, bro. I hope, I hope you make it to Burning. No, nah, I will. Of course, I'll make it to Burning, mate. Of course, I'll make it to Burning. <laughs> of course, Trey. Hey, babe. Oh man, I love you, bro. Man, you're a legend. Oh my god. Of course. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Oh, sorry, boys. Katie's just fucking dribbling away. Mate, I have a little story for you guys. I have a little story. Long story short. This is a dribbler's uh, brushes with lane. It's a brushes with lane. Yes, yes, murder. It is a brushes with lane. So I was fucking, uh, I was at a bar uh, in fucking New York, dribbling mun as fuck. And I literally walked up, you know, to the only one and only, the one and only Chocolate Dill, the Iceman, UFC man. And I'm cheesed up, KD dribbling. You know me, girls. Because literally walked up to fucking uh, Chuck. I was like, man, I my name's John, blah blah. I love your fight with Rampage Jackson. That fight with Rampage Jackson was so good. And literally, Chuck Liddell turns to me and he goes, bro, I lost that fight. I got KO'd. <laughs> literally, my face went what? I was like, oh, what? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Literally legged it out of the bar, completely butchered it. And the client is literally asking me ever since this day. But I'm here with Murder, KD out, uh, Austin Texas out, Longhorns, talk about it later. Fun is dribblers. What's up, what boys? Holy shit. It's uh, Chuck here from Austin. From why do rugby league wingers jam fame? Still trying to work it out. We've actually just been sitting here all night, uh, deleting a couple of beers, trying to work that out. Um, Jesus Christ! Look, I'm 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 reaching out. I'm reaching out to Gussie Crichton. Um, I'm reaching out to the Manly boys who listen to the podcast. Shared me some light. Shared me some light on why rugby league wingers jam on every play. I can't work it out. I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. Look, am I going to say I'm directionless without this answer? Maybe. But just help me out a little bit. Gussie, you came to Austin. We had a great time. Give me some light. All right, I'm done. PD, Hello, KD. It's BD here. And I'm intrigued just as much as everyone else is on the type of barbecue chicken roll that you, Tom and Eddie, have. 
I have one personally where it's white and fresh, <laughs> and I rub then a knife full of mayo on top of it, a clean cut of tomato, and you got to crack pepper the tomato first and salt because the to crack. The cracked pepper and salt sticks to the tomato, and if you crack pepper and salt the chicken and the lettuce, it falls off the fucking meal. So then you don't even eat it. Hence, you crack pepper the tomato, you dumb bastards. That's what I'm saying. So then I put the chicken on top, and then I put the iceberg lettuce very much on top, because then when you close it all down, the iceberg lettuce, inverted, can traps all of the information. Oh, not information. All of the... Uh, flavor. Flavor in one greatness dribbler roll. So that's my hotline roll, the dribbler roll. KD, PD, like big tasty tasty boys, suck it. Bunch of fucking beta games, baby. But you guys run the world, baby. Oh my god. Fucking hell. There was like. Lot a, to digest. There was a lot to digest there. A bit of interfactional warfare there. That was. That was the, the, the Texan dribblers basically reigniting the Tasty Boys feud. But I will say this. We've been all over KD for a long time about his lack of dribbling ability. He's fucking stepped up today. <laughs> yeah. He bought his A game. He bought his A game. And obviously, murder dribbler, the murder mystery dribbler, Tim Reed, uh, he obviously kicked it all off. I mean, KD fucking telling him the Rampage Jackson fight. <laughs> that is... That is fucking hilarious. And of course he did that. And that kind of solidifies why he is always in the reckoning for King Dribbler because he just... That he's is an a, idiot. He's an idiot. That is as dribbly as it gets. That's the royal family of dribbler stuff. <laughs> the royal family wow, of dribblers. Wow, holy shit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much I can light I can shed on the barbecue chicken roll. I will say this. I will say this on the chicken roll. Rocket's overrated. Ooh. Iceberg lettuce trumps rocket. Yeah, yeah. No, Every I'm... goddamn fucking 100%. time of the week. And yeah. that mixed leaf shit, leave it out. Well, mixed leaf is basically lawnmower clippings. They've just chucked into a bag. Where did mixed leaf come from? It's... Why why is mixed leaf even get a run? Mixed leaf is the most overrated of the sort of lettuce or the, the salad accoutrements. Mate, we go I go down to North Sandwiches on Bridge Street in the city, shout out. Great sandwiches down there. Their default is mixed leaf. And I always have to be like, Oi! I said iceberg. Don't mix leaf me, bro. You're reading off you're reading off a fucking sheet as to what my order is. You remember the the you remember the capsicum or what's it like what what do they do when they uh when it's soft and beautiful? I don't know. Capsicum so, sun dried tomatoes? No 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 no. Like pickled? Like pickled, like pickled capsicum. Unbelievable. They, they, like they remember the jalapenos. They remember the tomato, they remember the beetroot. And then, and then when they go to the iceberg lettuce, which I'm like, which I've stressed, they go to the mixed leaf. And I'm like, bruh, I want it crunchy. Yeah, you want it crunchy. I want a bit of bite, mate. 100%. Now, I will say this, not necessarily specifically a barbecue chicken roll, but I think goat chicken roll, certainly in the great state of New South Wales, is your char-grilled Charlie's roast chicken roll. I, I mean, I'm happy to be fucking proven wrong. If you want to tell me somewhere you gotta to go... you got to eat it there. you got to eat it there. Otherwise, it gets too... you got to eat it there. I, I got one on the weekend. I just had it in the car outside. Aircon mm. cranking, 400 degrees. Well, you were eating it there. It, correct. I was, I, I was parked right out front. But crispy iceberg lettuce, roast chicken, tomato, iceberg lettuce, mayo, gravy. Thanks for coming. But put some gravy on your chicken roll mm. if you've got any self-respect. No, because you don't want to soggy the bread. But also, I need one of those 
If you want a fucking bread roll to set your watch to, it's the white roll from a Vietnamese bakery. Like that's the roll. Yeah, yeah. You if, you, if you're looking for, if you're like, oh shit, what roll am I going to get? Got to be Vietnamese. White bread Vietnamese bakery. I mean, that's all you can do. And Fresh. I know Chagra and Charlie's source their rolls from Vietnamese bakeries, or at least they're doing knockoffs because they're no, fucking no. It's Vietnamese. I would spot it a mile away. You can spot the Vietnamese roll a mile off. But if you're a if you're a sicko who puts mixed leaf on things. Dude, Mixleaf, they're, they're on a done. watch list. You're on a watch list somewhere. Mixleaf guys or girls, operators, you're on watch lists. Have to be because it's just the biggest. It's like chaff. It's like the leftover shit that no one wants. They also sell it in plastic bags, bro. Fuck Mixleaf. If you, if you take, Fuck Mixleaf. If you take nothing else out of this podcast, yeah. fuck Mixleaf. Take these two things. Yeah. Crumpets are underrated. Crumpets underrated. And Mixleaf is overrated. Yeah, and iceberg lettuce undefeated. Mm. Cos lettuce as well. Nice Coslatus is still good. Coslatus yeah. is good. Coslatus is a good is a backup to the iceberg. But I'm I can get around a Coslatus. And Vietnamese bakeries trump all bread rolls. Mm. Let's move on. Good dribble though. KD, good to have him back. Bad time he delivered. Yeah, good day, Thomas, Edwards, uh, punters, dribblers. Our shall have a dribbler here. Uh, first, shout out to Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. Uh, shout out to the Sleep Dribbler. I've uh, got an um, NRL based uh, thought for you guys. Um, so it's about salary cap. So some clubs obviously make heaps more money than others, uh, which is obviously why we have the salary cap for players in the first place. Uh, shout out Roosters, Valley, Bulldogs. Uh, my question is, um, should there be a salary cap for coaches? Um, and would a salary cap for coaches make any difference to the game? And if it did, would it be a good thing for the game? I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Dettol. Um, who's sponsoring the ODI series? Obviously, a few companies making lots of money from the pandemic. Anyway, let me know your thoughts. Two boys. See you soon. Yeah. Firstly, on Dettol sponsoring the cricket, which is fine. Good on them. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but I think I said it to you, Eddie. When the bowler's coming into bowl, and just behind the batsman and the wicketkeeper is like the superimposed Dettol sign. It just seems like I know that you've got to like advertisers are trying to find every possible place or the like the sales department are trying to find every possible place you can whack a fucking brand and sell, right? But I'm like, can we please just not sell directly behind the batter? Like I found myself not watching the ball and watching the dead old sign move as they're coming into bowl. I was like, for fuck's sake. I get it. Corporate dollar, corporate fisting. We're all fisted, especially in New South Wales, by the corporate dollar. Shout out to the star and their anthem. But, like, Jesus Christ. Like, the most important part of the game is me watching the cricket, right? Is me watching the ball, the, 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 the battle between bat and ball. And I just feel like the dead old sign is getting in the way of me doing that. Yeah, the one that's superimposed on the ground. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. not actually painted As on. As the bowler runs over it. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. The bowl, no, the, so there's the, it's behind the batsman. So it's the yeah, that's right. It's yeah, behind yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. between him and the wiki, or it's behind that's the wiki. That's right, because the, the bowler comes from the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. But uh, in terms of his, you know, based on all the dribbles we just had, a fucking astute and you know thought felt, uh, thoughtful and like earnest question. Uh, I don't think coaches should be in the salary cap. That's the long and short of it. I don't think they should. Players are in the salary cap. Coaches aren't. There are enough good coaches around. Be better at coaching. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's hard as well for coaches because there's so few of them 
there's only 16, right? And then there's a couple that sort of are waiting in the wings for a coaching job and they sort of come in and out. Like, to put a salary cap on that limited resource, I don't think it would work. To be honest, I don't even know if they're in the salary cap. Maybe they are and I they're just not. don't know. No, I don't, no, 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 I don't no, think no, they no. are. They're not. They're not. No. They're not. Yeah, I don't think they should be. They're not. Um, Top 30 players, that's it. Yeah, perfect. Eddie, that has brought to a close one of the great podcasts of all time. Comfortably. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's in the top three. It's in the top three all time. Um, and that's not just for us. I just mean podcasts ever recorded. Mm. Um, like to take this time to, uh, once again, just wish a very happy birthday to Ella Dumbrell. Obviously, super sorry I missed it. Um, you know, we've been friends for a long time and it's not good enough. But um, 29 a, is a great year and it's a great age and you're a great person. And I think that, you know, you're going to do great things. So... Happy birthday to you. The, the world's better for for having you here. Shout out to Tonka as well. Eddie didn't let me know that you were seven, what, seven, seven months, months yesterday. Um, I should have known that. I'm not blaming him, but he could have been better about it. Um, but yeah, outside of that, obviously Kelly Slater, we're still we're still looking at you, bruh. Um, Burn Atomic, probably no longer a possibility, guys. Don't want to go into it, but let's Look, just... Again, the NDA. Respectfully, let's just leave that one. Let's let it go. Don't don't annoy Bernard anymore, uh, for all our sakes. Um, but I think until next week, it's probably uh, it's probably uh, you know Alf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Bye bye. Oh, it's hot. Could you two just not talk anymore?